I've woken up from a coma for a week. Black Chat episode 184. I'm alive. We're all alive. Uh, special guests this week, because uh, I think Avril's on a plane, and the Wi-Fi on a plane, not so great. So we have Mr. Yeah, Mr. Albert mm. uh, Decomode. Yeah. They call him uh, the throat goat. They call him. Dude, I'm pretty uh, sure AKA this is like the first the minute of the video. Zero. It's like ruining. <laughs> the, it's already ruining the 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 fucking tension and guidelines. <laughs> no, it's not. Bot doesn't no, have to go not. very far through this one. No, we gotta no, we gotta no, tear. No. Yeah, I'm I'm the terrible Avril doppelganger replacement. Yeah, terrible Avril doppelganger. Yeah, I mean, look, AKA the fucking patient zero for COVID in uh, the Korean house. I, uh, AKA mm, I never got shoots COVID. more point threes than LeBron <laughs> James. That's a, that's a fact, by the way. You actually were patient zero, don't you? I think it was no, too. no, no, no. I took, no, I took two the three tests, and they were all negative when I got back. So I did not have COVID. No, no. When you got back, you like patient no, zero. No, 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 no. I still in had in Airbnb. You were you about to say I still had COVID? You still have symptoms. If if I had COVID, I would still have. I would still be testing positive for it. Hundred percent. COVID doesn't go away in like days. Maybe not for you, but for me, it did. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, for me, it was not half that. It just wasn't I mean, COVID. It was, it was the Korean flu. Is is what we're going because the there Korean flu. No, 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 no. hundred percent. At the time, there was like an actual flu going through in Korea. Was there? There was. Yes, there was, yes, and it was called yes. COVID nineteen in the no, Airbnb. No, like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Who else was okay. patient zero? You were the first one to get sick. I mean, it's, it's either me I, or I, I said oh. I got sick, but it wasn't COVID. Other people got COVID. I'm actually shocked I didn't get COVID because neither me nor Avast got COVID. No, I didn't. We, no, you did. Connor did. As soon as I got it back to the me. states and tested, I it was wasn't, wasn't for, for me. Was I was like, me. I was no longer really sick by the time I got back to the U.S., but I tested just to be safe. So I wouldn't go back to the office and I was like, oh, I have COVID, like 100%. I definitely got COVID. <laughs> hey, COVID. My mom just sent me a COVID test to, or a COVID picture. She has COVID, so that's not cool. Damn. But huh. I didn't Damn. know, that, you know, I didn't know that thing still existed. I thought it was. I thought it was over. I thought we were over this. It's been. COVID's like Overwatch 2 PV. It was canceled. It's just yeah. done. Yeah, it's just done. <laughs> It just the, the COVID away, devs, they changed directions. I thought, I thought we, yeah, they, they scrapped it. They scrapped it in development. They're actually saying, we're just getting in COVID invasion missions now. It's a poor marketing, you know, it's, it's hard to overcome those kind of things. Yeah, Matt Morello was giving a speech uh, at the UN. Telling how, hey, the invasion event is still here, everybody, but it's different this time. It's uh, COVID-20. COVID-20. New, new COVID just dropped. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good episode. Obviously, we've got a lot to recap. Obviously, we've been away for a, a week. Was it a week or two weeks? Yeah, yeah, two weeks. We didn't, we didn't do it last week oh, because missed, of Johnny's cause wedding. Of, yeah, yeah. Johnny's wedding, yeah, oh, you're right, so Dude, which is why he's weeks. not here. Where is Johnny? He, honeymoon, he's so he in the like, honeymoon he's, right now. He's locked in Maine. I think he's on a in super Maine. yacht right now. Or yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's on a super yacht. He told me he was in the country. So I, I don't know what that means. I don't know which country that means or what. Most just recently said, he said, I'm country. in the middle of nowhere in a car in Maine, so good luck. Ah, okay. So he's not uh, <laughs> on the super yacht yet, but he's, yeah, he's going on the way. to the super yacht. Yeah. yeah. He's on the way I'm sure he's the... driving a Bugatti or maybe a yeah. Land Rover. Oh, like yeah. a thousand percent. Have you seen the new 2023 Bugatti, by the way? No. No, no not, not at all. Not, yeah. not yeah. Oh, my Bugatti. God. Solomon... I'm gonna send you a link. <laughs> Done. This is what happens when you give Jack the fucking reins. Already, <laughs> up, we're back into it. Huh? Look at this. <laughs> it is crazy, crazy looking car. I mean, look, we we still got, look. 
Hey, we got two. We had two weeks off. Uh, we got. Well, remember Scott has a hard out. Uh, yeah, I gotta be out in two hours. So you, you, there's a lot oh, to yeah. talk about. Oh, anyway, look at that cool. car. It's that crazy. It's cool, like yeah. three million dollars nice. or something. So that's, that's what Johnny's driving right now on the way to the super yacht. Uh, in Maine, yeah. and uh, yeah, I was on a plane, so that's great. I'm glad to have you on, Albert, honestly. Um, first things first, before we get into things, however, I did sit down in yesterday and watch a terrible film. Uh, the premise of it I thought was really cool, but it turned out yeah. to be kind of bad. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen The Last Day on Mars. Anybody I've seen not that seen film? The Last no. Day on Mars. I've seen The Do Martian. Do not see it. Yeah, that, that, was the last, that was the last Mars-related film it. I saw, The Martian. Yeah. The Martian, well... Yeah. This one sucked. I wouldn't advise it at all. It's, uh, it was terrible. It just turned into a zombie thing, and I thought it was really boring. Uh, oh, I, I like things going into Mars. Just don't watch it. Don't watch it. Okay. Watch some other film. I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one. Um, but what I realized when I was watching that film, I was like, damn, these guys are so isolated on this ship. It's kind of crazy. There was one thing that I'd need um, to keep myself sane and keep myself well-groomed and trimmed. Yes, that's correct. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Manscaped, everybody. I, I it's Manscaped. Okay. Two for two, baby. I have a question. What's more American than a bald eagle? Well, Force of the Jai just came and went. Um, it's not almost here anymore. It came and went. What's more American? It's uh, There's a lot of things. Fireworks keeping me up until 3 a.m. Barbecues. Uh, pool parties. And last but not least... Glizzies. Yes, that's right. Glizzies. Um, Manscaped happens to be the sponsor of our show today, making sure all of the glizzy gladiators across the nation are groomed to perfection. Look, Fourth of July just came and went. You're probably hungover right now if you went out to drink. You know what would be a best purchase right now? It would be a Manscaped kit. Uh, the Performance Package 4.0 is out right now, and you can use code PLATCHAT for 20% off. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker, the Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all your goodies and glizzies. Yes, you can store glizzies in the bag, potentially, probably. I wouldn't advise it, though. Yeah. Well advised. Yeah. I wouldn't store uh, cooked meat in a small bag with electronics. Probably not the best idea. Um, yeah. So the 4.0, the lawnmower 4.0, um, look, it's probably one of the best things ever invented. Let's be real with ourselves here. If they went to Mars with this, maybe they wouldn't have encountered those Mars zombies uh, because they would have been well groomed and they wouldn't even need to go outside and discover the bacteria that was out there. Look, at the end of the day, what you really need for the 4th of July or for a birthday or a Christmas present is this kit. The 4th Generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400k LED spotlight. So when you're in the dark on Mars with no light, you can use it to, to shave down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you could shine it at the zombies. They might get a little bit scared, and then you can go back to shaving. Then you can it's look. It does everything. They put a it tactical a little... flashlight on the shaver. They put That's a tactical flashlight on the show. Yes, oh, there yeah. is a flashlight on it, actually. It's actually very helpful as someone that has yeah. received a kit from Manscaped. It actually oh, okay. is nice. You shave in the pitch black? Yeah, I do that in complete oh, darkness okay. to ensure that I don't receive any extra blue light <laughs> radiation. Um, I put oh, on my reflect smart. sunscreen to make sure I don't get any extra lines mm. as well. That's good. So then I use the flashlight of Manscaped, and it's, it's really nice. Look, they're in space. There it is. There's the astronauts. They're they in are. space. Whoa. It was relevant. It was relevant. It was relevant. Do you think the, it would be weed. annoying to shave in space because your hair would just float I, around you? I think it would be easier. No, especially with the skin. Well, I, I mean, I'm not. So I mean, more so like the legit, like the cleanup logistics theoretically, because you'd be you create like a furry atmosphere. 
<laughs> yes. I feel like the itch. I feel like the true. itch would be pretty unbearable, right? If you're in a suit, like after the aftermath. Well, if you're, in, I was yeah. thinking that you'd be in oh, a spaceship, though. So mm. you wouldn't always be in this suit. Yeah, you're, you're not always outside. in the suit. And well, you you could use their crop preserver uh, ball deodorant spray and the crop reviver to actually help with that. Uh, they could travel to space. The, uh, yeah, and then you could no, crop us people space. with the with the crop are, with the yeah, crop with the, deodorant. The, <laughs> the, the hair's got to go somewhere. Ah, uh, it's got to go somewhere. And look, at the end of the day, if it does go somewhere, you can scoop it all up in space and just round it out and then put it in the bag if you really need to, because it does come with the uh, travel bag as well. Oh, wow. Make sure you use code PLATCHAT for 20% off at manscaped.com. Trust me, your crops, your balls, and everything else down there will thank you. Look, good for your balls. Everything you need to do, and you can do it in space. Is NASA going to use this technology in space? Maybe. Maybe they will, if they use code PlatChat at manscaped.com for 20% off. <laughs> so true. I mean, yeah. it is owned by half of PlatChat. Most people have gotten, I think a lot of us have gotten a, a Manscaped bag, and we all use it, to be fair. I yeah. do not always put my loose hair inside the bag, no, but not, I do put like other you know. toiletries inside the bag. And really using it probably around. Then? Yeah, so it's a very so it's a very nice bag, honestly. So I will say, and it probably could survive a trip to space. I would think. I think if they could send if they could send like tubes of toothpaste, they could send a bag, hundred percent, easily. Yeah. What's that story about the Americans trying to invent a pen that worked in space? But no, that's it's it's so no, that's it's, that fake? that's dumb. No, it's not that it's fake. It's that it's dumb Reddit bait. It's dumb Reddit dumb bait. Reddit bait. That's like I got Reddit it's bait. like obviously like, like, like because the thing is you can't use regular graphite because the graphite will theoretically react electrically with like all the components inside the spaceship and cause a fire. And so like it's a whole. That's why you don't use pencils versus a pen. You know, there's a whole mm. there's a whole thing there. It's just it's Reddit bait. It's Reddit bait. Unlike okay, Reddit bait. Manscaped, which is not Reddit bait. Yeah. Very true. Not bait. Twenty percent off. Manscaped.com. Code Pat Chat. All right. Let's get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, there was a lot of things that. Ended up happening on our couple of weeks off. Uh, one of them being the Overwatch 2 Invasion event got revealed. Matt Mr. X Morello was in the studio, the casting studio actually, the Overwatch League studio with some of the developers. And they revealed the new like PvE kind of experience coming to Overwatch 2 this season. Or not this season, sorry, next season. Um, and they also showed off a lot more to do with the Hero Mastery too, which is kind of sweet. It's basically just uh, what we kind of expected, which is a giant obstacle course, and you can complete for high scores. Um, see how see how good you are. And yeah, yes, they even did a Mercy one uh, using her weapon, which she almost never uses. So Jaws pretty epic, fuming, pretty epic, honestly. Fuming. Jaws, Jaws right punching now. air as he was watching this. I saw. It. We have a live stream of it. I mean, I just found it funny uh, that, you know, there's a lot of skill in Mercy, Pepe Laugh, and uh, Dude, nobody... <laughs> I do the air like that using your pistol. Dude, I want to see Jack fail at it. I would pay good money to see Jack fail at the Mercy <laughs> Hero Mastery. Like, I would, because so only rank one top words. 500 Mercies can complete that course. Dude, nobody in NA is completing the Winston course. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying white boy primals are not going to make got, it through? We got no Winston players over here. I'm sorry. There's no Winston players. We still have, uh, we still got Rhino. Yeah, yeah. Rhino, we got yeah, Rhino. Yep. We got okay. Rhino. I think. I think. Uh, that well, that's no, one. I think that's it. Who? I don't that's know. Who else. Uh, <laughs> I mean, technically, Super could do it on stream. Mm, still. Yeah, Super. Super yeah, yeah, yeah Super could do it on my stream. content creator. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Kalouz just played a decent enough of Winston, but I don't know. Is he completing it? I don't know. I'm not sure. Is not he in, this, in the current not. state? He's not getting a high score. That's for sure. There's gonna be. I'm waiting for the Reddit thread. Like, we're ranked of difficulty. Winston's impossible. Impossible. Impossible to finish the Winston course. 
<laughs> it's gonna be well, like the Sigma There's Rock only jump. like five, right? Four or five, I think was like they've only shown four or five, and they've only they said there yes. was only gonna be four or five or something like that. But there will be more later down the line, right? So there's, I believe it was like Soge, Mercy, Ryan, Winston, Racer, I think. I mean, I assume they're I, gonna release a new one, like one for each hero. One right? per season would yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. like uh, they'll, yeah, like a few per season, maybe a couple per season till they like finish everything, and then maybe they update it to, for some new courses or something like that. I can't um, wait to see oh, Arisa's. We're just throwing the spears. This is sick, by the way. I, dude, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna take credit for this, but I did email Scott Mercer like <laughs> months credit. ago, months ago, and say like, hey, a profile progression system or some sort of fucking thing where you can track like how much fucking damage you do and how much you think that aren't like hidden away in the fucking stats, not taking credit for it, but mm -hmm. this new profile like mastery system or like prayer progression system, I thought was really fucking sick. Because uh, we, they actually talked about it on the live stream and said, one thing that we got feedback for in Overwatch 2 is like, we don't feel like we're progressing as players. Like, but then the Overwatch 1 system, and Aaron rightfully pointed out, was almost a completely dead and empty system with just you leveling up and your little border changing, and then you get a loot box every time you level up. That was about it. Um, so they've like redone that whole system and made it so you can actually track like, oh, pin kills, shatter kills, oh, uh, widow headshot kills, and like it levels up. Um, so you can compare yourself against, you know, other people in ranked and... I think how hollow that system was, but people were still invested in it, shows how successful I think this system is going to be because it was literally completely irrelevant. Like that, that number, literally your number just went up and you got nothing for it other than your border changed once every like thousand hours. So it's like, I think this will just do really well for the game. I, everyone wants to see their stats. It'll be cool to like increase the mastery of the character, being able to put that on your profile. So I think this is like, honestly, out of all the season six stuff that I've seen, it, it this is the one I'm most excited for. I actually think it's the most interesting. I think it's going to be the thing that people like the most out of all the systems. Can we just get, speak I, of numbers, can we just get our numbers back? Unranked, like that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I assume they're bringing them back as well, right? Well, like, if you're bringing, bringing back this, the surely. player portraits too, like, they're bringing back player portrait stuff, are they not? Like the player portrait progression, like the, like the borders, portraits, the borders, yeah, like they're bringing back the borders for player shit, portraits, right? Are they not? Which they removed going into Overwatch 2, essentially. So, there's a chance, there's always a chance they could bring it back. I feel like they should take. And I, some inspiration. If they're doing this, like we're we're stat tracking now, they should just take inspiration from what like CS and TF2 does, and give and also give you an extra option for customizability and start adding like different weapon skins. And the weapon yeah. skins can be like stat track. Stat track is huge for the Ooh, game. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. love that shit. I feel like, like that's like a really easy thing that could be done that uh, has not really been explored yet with Overwatch. Obviously, it's harder because like weapon skins are a little bit less. It's like the whole Overwatch skins in general, like they're not as like in your face per se. But like, even if it's just a stat track weapon, if you die by someone and you can show like a little pop up of like, this has X many stats when you die by it, like that's still like an extra bit of fun you can do with that. That yeah, they're I, gonna add progression. I would love to see how many times Jaws is being killed by a Mercy pistol. Like when he <laughs> dies to a Mercy player who glocks him down, I would love for Jack to have to like watch that as like the Mercy player has like 200 kills. Like it's just, it's just awesome for the game. Like they, I think Apex Legends does it the best with their like borders yes, and that bounds. kind of stuff. And it's just yep. like, it's just really cool. It's it's free money and you can put that stuff in the battle pass and it's such a low lift the banner system in apex was the thing that i basically suggested um to the team four was like hey just use all the stats that you already have and then have little banners on your profile that say like oh you've done this much healing as Ana, and you've uh this many nanos this many nano assists 
like Widowmaker, headshots, headshot accuracy maybe, or like something like that. Because just anything to make the profile more customizable because right now it is very like bare bones. Also, just to touch on the player level and how empty the old system was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people really miss the old level shit or if they just miss the free loot box every one level. Like that's, that's the instant thought I had when Aaron said that was like, I'm not sure if it's people missing like the actual level of the portrait going up, which is cool in its own right, but yet again, very bare bones. Or do they just miss the fucking loot box that they get every single time they level up? That was like the first thought that popped into my head. Could be yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't opened a loot box in years. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, think I, just, I think I've just been collecting, like, number just goes up. I never even, I never I think the last yeah. thing that I actually bothered with this bit was I was, um, I is getting a hunter skin before they go offline. Yeah. That's it. Which technically okay. is not really a loot box. Like, so, like, that's, because I think, I remember even back in, like, 2017, back when DeHang was still fucking playing the game. Yeah. He had, like, 12,000 12, loot boxes. Yeah, didn't well, open, you know, I I ended up like uh, doing. You had the trick where if you just held down spacebar, you would do it. So what what mm. I would do is when I was streaming and I was going AFK, I put my phone on my keyboard and walk away, and that's just free oh. content right there because people love watching me open duplicates of the same thing over and over again when I open loot boxes. <laughs> but people I mean, do like free stuff. They do want the free. Yeah, I mean, free, that is yeah, that, yeah. that is a central complaint yeah. for a majority of the monetization yes, aspect. Yes, and that's too. why, because I don't think things. we're like representative of that kind of audience. So that's for why sure. my initial thought was like, oh, hey, I think they just missed the loot boxes, actually, not the actual player portrait level. But it's cool that we're actually getting it back. Uh, let's talk about the actual PvE that they showed off, because they showed like an expanded like King's Row, which I thought was quite cool. Um, so a map everybody's very familiar with at this point and they're like expanding it to help with the pve there's been some like i don't know there's been some like positive and negative like uh news outlets talking about it and like that have played it already um but then matt tweeting also propaganda about all the content creators that went and played it um, already. <laughs> well, no one gets flown so, out to la and then they tweet yeah this kind of sucked right like so well, Carcu yeah, yeah, Car dropped Carcu dropped a yeah. pretty unbiased review i think that was the best it. thread out of all of them i think yes. it was a, a interesting read i don't know if we can get that one up but i think it gave a pretty good idea of like the things that people are expecting yeah, the Karku one, I think, was by far the best angle because, like, so this is how this is like one of the aspects of how they're doing PVE, right? It's like they're doing these like evasion events that are going to be happening that are not that are still technically they like advance the story. And I think this one they have like three different ones. It's like Rio de Janeiro, Gothenburg, and Toronto, I believe, are the three yeah. missions that they're adding. And they're you know kind of like this style of like cinematic like gameplay that we sort of seen in Overwatch one a bit, but now there's actually like cutscenes and. Uh, like real like dialogue custom made for it and supposedly like the boss fights and like omnix you can like you know it's like shooting them and like their limbs and stuff fall up and there's like story and things like that and like it's like custom made maps and like scenarios so it's still like individual missions but it's not like that full like hero mission per se yeah. i mean it's the hero missions that like people were initially expecting it's just more so like independent uh story missions that are going to be played yeah it does seem like a more fleshed out like um overwatch 2 overwatch 1 not junkenstein but man what was the one in king's row the uh uprising oh the yeah, was like crisis omnic yeah. crisis or whatever it was called yeah, yeah. something like something that like it feels that. like a way more fleshed out versions of those especially with cutscenes and the ability to uh do custom voice lines and stuff like that i think that's quite cool there's a lot more thought that's like gone into it um but 
I think the replayability factor is always the big thing um, with these kind of things. But I think yeah. overall, it's not a bad thing for the game. Let's be real. I mean, oh, Higgs car cues. Um, yeah, nice. yeah. So what- and I can like tell the artist like. It- Essentially, what he says is the pros of this is like the big thing is the voice lines, the dialogue, as you said, Jack, and then the big cutscene at the beginning and the end. Those are really like yeah. the big, new, unique things that are going to come in these missions. And obviously, it being in a new setting and not just us running through King's and Road. There's lore, there's story, and there's lore, technically. there's lots of lore. But and for the lore heads out there, for, for the people who are like, you know, previously excited for the PVE aspect of the gameplay, it doesn't sound like this is revolutionizing it at all. He said the enemy AI felt very linear. So it's like, it's not going to be this like interactive experience versus, you know, PVE bots and stuff like that. It was easy to clear. I, I guess he's a very good player. So like, maybe that's to be expected. And he just said like, you're just sort of like sitting and shooting. So I don't think the gameplay loop is going to be anything groundbreaking if you're looking for that. But for the lore heads... It sounds like it'll be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the season max and playing it, but I think it's good that they sort of stemmed everyone's expectations like a month or two ago. Otherwise, I would have been really disappointed hearing this. Yeah. I think any draw for multiplayer games or like games nowadays, like the replayability factor in almost every single game is the multiplayer. So like, I think expecting... Um, oh, he does a flashpoint. Uh, yeah there's also but i don't think that's flashpoints coming out as well in season six correct yes yes oh we're playing in the overwatch league yeah it's coming out we're playing in like august or was it august or something like like that i think our for i don't know if it's different to other teams but for florida at least our last two matches will have this mode incorporated in it for like right before playoffs good that they're integrating it into the overwatch league fast i'd say even if it's a bit, it's going to be like an unsolved game mode, but it's not like a meta where you're, or like a patch where you're changing a bunch of heroes, like the JQ patch, for example. You're not just kind of slinging that onto the Overwatch League. I think it's good that we're putting. I mean, they are kind of slinging it on the. They are. Every new game mode is going to be slinged in some way, unless yeah. it's time yeah. appropriate. It's not as egregious as like a random massive patch it's, that comes in. I'd I mean, we, they gave us they gave they gave us a heads up at least, so it's like we have That's some time nice. to process it. But like, I still don't know what the map looks like, like what the game loop's going to be, or how it's going to flow. Um, but yeah, it'll replace instead of having two uh, controls essentially in a map five. It'll just it, it basically removes that like uh, the the redundant map. Yeah. It, from what it sounds like is it plays very similar to Control. Mm. Uh, it's just a more fluid version instead of going from round to round from what people have been saying. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people have valid concerns when we're just looking at it of like, it seems like the spawns are going to be an interesting factor for this. Yeah. Um, they released a picture in a dev blog recently from Aaron where he's sort of essentially talking about like, yeah, that we ended up deciding that the first point is always going to be the point in the middle just to add balance kind of like a control map and then it'll you know sort of move from yeah. there uh which which is interesting and, and we'll see how that plays the one thing from Kaku's like a twitter list that he said is he said the point goes up way faster than you realize from just like watching this clip so we'll see i don't want to make too many snap judgments you know some people have already decided they've determined the meta of this game mode before we've even seen it but <laughs> like it, it, I, I i we need to get our hands on it before we can really decide yeah. like if it's going to be good or bad or just play exactly like control i don't know my worry is that it seems like a better control personally. it seems like hard point from cod and i hated hard that was like my least favorite <laughs> oh, no. but we'll see we'll see how it plays in overwatch because I, I don't think it'll be as enclosed because i think that's what i hate about cod it's like it's just always like a tiny room and you just throw grenades in there it's like i don't know it felt 
I, I hated that game mode. I know a lot of people, and also I think the spawns are random. Like in terms of after the first one, I don't yeah. think. Whereas, whereas in COD, it's like all the pros know, so they can like cut spawns off. They like know there's like a set rotation on which called, which right. hill is going to be next. Whereas yeah. you can't do that in this game mode because it's apparently random. I don't know if they're going to change that later down the well, line, but from what I understand, it's going to be random after the first. Well, one. the the image here kind of shows how the spawns should look. And with, yeah. so A will be unlocked first, right? And it will be like the default red and blue spawn. Uh, obviously for audio listeners, it's going to be a bit difficult, but it's on the blog post about Flashpoint. It's worth looking into if you uh, if you haven't done already. And then for point C, for example, mark it on this little diagram. Red spawn will be their default spawn, but blue spawn is going to be their forward spawn. So there's a forward spawn for each team. And then, for example, if it flips to B after that, blue will go back to their default spawn and then red will go to their forward spawn. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be random, um, but the way the points flip, yes. No, sorry, not not the respawn, the, the points, the point rotation. Oh, the points? Yeah, the yeah, points yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the, yeah. obviously, obviously oh, sorry, the spawn sorry. should be set. So they're, yeah. I mean, I, I assume they're not going to be asymmetric. They have to be symmetric. Um, yeah. But random, yes. Yeah. I mean, but random well, in terms of, like, it could be, it, go, it could go from A to yeah. C, it could go from A to B. It just, you know, you don't actually know, it doesn't go like A, B, C, D, E. In that. Which I think is good. Yeah. I think a little bit of random there, randomness there is nice. Otherwise, it's going to feel very linear. Like a lot of, well, a lot of other game modes are extremely linear. Like that's just how the game mode plays. But a little bit of randomness in there, I don't think is a bad thing. I, and plus I think, the new spawn flipping as well. I don't think, um, I don't think you would have been able to do it if you couldn't like TP to different spawns as well. It, w- it would be mm. way harder. I, I think the the one thing I really hope this game mode has fleshed out and moves away from. Any time in which the best thing that your team can do is not fight for the current objective is bad for the game. So mm. I, the one thing I am worried about is if they tell you where the next one is going to be too early, people are going to, oh, they're at 70% to that point. The chance of us attacking and actually getting us, if we lose that fight, then it could snowball away from us. Let's just give up 30% of this point, give up this one, and then like prepare for the next one. That would be a really boring viewing experience as much as it would make sense for them to do that. So I'm wondering how they're going to combat that because that's going to be awful to cast if so that's true. So I, I think you only get credit if you capture, like, it's not like Hardpoint where you get credit no, like for any amount of time. I think it's like you have to finish capping that point to get credit. Yeah, but that's my sure. fear is like, if yeah. you're like, well, we're never going to, like they have 70%, we have zero. The chances oh, of mean, us winning just, this is let, low. Let's just try to just, find the other Yeah, let's spot. just yeah, yeah. let's just set up for uh, the next one and not yeah. fight. And that'll give us like a 30 to 45 second downtime where no one's really fighting. Everyone's just waiting to see the next point. I'll wait for it to unlock. Yeah. And I think that would be a really uh, bad thing for the game. I don't mm. think that's bad for the game at all because you do get a lot of times where you are just setting up a second uh, for like, well, look at King's Row, for example. If you definitively lose that first fight, you're like, okay, we'll set up on streets, we'll set up on arch and there will be a little bit of downtime. Maybe this is a little bit more than like resetting after a point take on a hybrid, but I don't think it's that bad, honestly. A little bit of downtime like that, especially when it comes to like commentary and like viewing the game from an esports perspective, I don't think that's bad because constant action is just very like viewer fatigue heavy. So having those small bits of downtime within the uh, a relatively fast paced game mode by the looks of it and what Karku said as well, like games are probably going to last like 10 minutes max. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing at all, honestly. I, think I just think you're losing team fights though that's the problem is like yes from a, a standpoint of having downtime but like then there's a realistic world where it's first to three i believe uh so it's like yeah. you could just lose four team fights right like uh, and that could be like we could only really have four major team fights of like there's a lot of poking but like only four team fights don't matter like you could be right and like as you said I, we have to wait and see but i'm just a little worried that it'll feel like kind of like that's the issue that push had 
Remember where it's like people are like, oh, you know, like you just don't push the bot and we're just going to stand around and that's just really bad to like watch. Yeah, but to be fair, that's still like, they're still with push at least, even if you're not like pushing the bot, there's still a lot of team fights occurring, right? Where the other team is like taking the fight to the bot very fast because like everyone knows where the bot is at, you know? Like there is no like rotating objectives. So I feel like there's still a lot of team fights in push either way, even if like one team is not necessarily pushing the bot like in that one instance, which I do agree is like, not ideal i'm more worried as well about like karku said that supposedly it's like they felt like if you win one fight you're at 80 percent cap on the point because of the fast capture mm, time yeah and to me that's the thing that's worrying more so than downtime is like if you're gonna essentially get a cap off of one fight and then you pretty much just get the point off of that then it kind of defeats the purpose of the game mode to me because you're not fighting over an objective multiple well, then, times. It's just like one fight. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that was a, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think the problem is the snowball, right? Oh. If 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 that if you do win the first team fight and you just get, you're gonna have more ults and then you don't have to use those ults and then you just take the ults into the next point and then that's two points out of like you know like right. it, it just right. it's just a really quick snowball and I think that's I think that's a potential problem. But I don't know. Well, I have no idea. I've never seen. I never entered that map. I have no clue. Yeah, it's gonna play, actually if, play out. Well, we'll see. If that does become a problem, like the there's an easy solution to that, and just like slow down the capture progress. Yeah, and then like you're able to get another touch with that. Because if you're if you are like eighty, you're like, oh god, okay, maybe this is last touch for this point, right? You have to send your tracer Lucio to get that touch to go into like a little OT kind of dealio. Um, but uh, I think those problems will be easily fixed, and especially I just want to talk about more of a like an overlevel point here as well with Karku and a bunch of the content creators, especially Karku. I'd say I think his takes on the game are pretty damn like probably the most balanced of like any content creator I uh, I kind of follow and look at uh, opinions and stuff. So like having him and like other content creators there, both like high skill like and more on the lower end is is a good thing because they're able to give feedback and this game mode and even the PvE shit isn't even out yet. So like you're in a situation where, hey, um, we didn't like this. It was too snowbally and they can just change it just before the game mode comes out or just before like uh, the PvE comes out. So it's, it's good that they're also having these things too. I think what he said at the end was most important, like he, that he thinks it's better than push or 2CP mm, um, yeah. or and 2CP. Because I think I honestly didn't mind. I know a lot of people hated 2CP. I didn't. I think they could have fixed that game mode. And I thought push was like a step like it was a new game. It wasn't 2CP, but like, come on, like, I don't I don't know. I don't think that mode is very great. Um, but as long as it's better than push, like, I think that's a good sign. Um, you know, it would suck to have two like 2CP or put like basically two game modes that people don't want to play. Yeah. In the rotation. So if it's better than push, like I'm all for it. Also, if they just fix the spawns, like depending on how the spawn waves work and such like that, they could very easily mitigate as well the issue of like not feeling worth to take a fight. Because like let's say like you go and take a fight and then you just like as soon as the point flips, you have like a reduced spawn timer or something for like a second or something like that, or like something like that to like to put everyone in the same wave. Then like I don't know. I don't th I think there's like a couple different options for people that work in game dev that have more time thinking about this that i can't really think of off the top of my head that probably can be used to yeah. to fix that issue so i think i think it's it, it I, but i am excited if it's potentially better than push or tcp though because i i think a, mo a mode like this is like a perfect overwatch game mode though because of yeah. how fast the game typically is yeah so having like sure. something where you're taking a lot of fights uh, throughout the map a lot and also the geometry changes everywhere because i think that's something that where overwatch sometimes it gets it, it sometimes gets a little like boring or annoying or like if, yeah. if yeah we're a particular like 
if there's a particular part of geometry of the map that's really annoying when a team fights take keep occurring on it and then you force the geometry to change so you have like a new area to fight over and you're just like forcing that new fight i feel like that's kind of interesting to like mitigate when like maybe a team is like super ass at fighting one particular point you know or maybe one team's way too good at holding a point and it's like okay well new geometry just dropped and like now you have to go to like a new area and go fight it there so i feel like i feel like archimedes fuming over that statement but like overall like i feel like that would be like a good a good thing potentially for the game it's like having new areas to fight over I, I agree with you. I like I think this could easily be one of the best game modes that Overwatch has in it because I think it, as Avar said, like it pay plays into the things that you want to do in Overwatch where you want to play fast, you want to do multiple things, you want it to be fluid. So I think it definitely could. I don't think it will be that on release, but if if they just keep iterating on it and listening to feedback and like willing to like you know budge on some things, I, I think it could be awesome for the game. So I and as Alva said, the fact that we don't now that we play five maps and we have five game modes, that goes an incredibly long way of making series feel much more compelling. I'm really hoping, at least in the Overwatch League format, they just remove uh, control as the first map. I think having this as the first map will be way better. And then control decided. Mm. Um, this uh, is a middle map five. for now. But a middle I, map? That could, that could be interesting. Move control first. Well, where do you put push then? Because I feel like the, the the one thing that is like, I, where do you put push? Because I oh, I don't map. like pushing the four, <laughs> but I don't want to, definitely don't want push to be five, right? So it's like, I, I don't really know where you, you want to put push. Maybe you just leave it at four. Because control first, has to be fifth. In I my think opinion. four is fine because if you're like, if it's 3-0, like you don't see push. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, okay, well, if you want to come back, like you have to, you know. You have, you have to, to go through push. push. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Maybe he's just keeping it at full. Good four. Control at five. This at number one. And then hybrid and escort wherever. I think I think at number one could be interesting. I think it just depends on depends on the game mode and how it plays out. If it plays yeah. out like a like a control, then yeah, having control is like the last um map could be interesting. But I, I think control first has just always been a thing in Overwatch and I think yeah. pros are used to it. You kind of warm, like everyone warms up scrims. Like it, it's kind of like a hand warmer of a map. It's like okay, every, like it's just straight team fights, very straightforward. Let's just duke it out real quick. Make sure everyone's like mechanics are fine, and then move on to the other maps where you can <laughs> you can actually lose fights and still win the map. And you know, there's a little bit more strategy than I mean, in Koth is just you lose you lose fights. It's over. Like you can't you can't win a Koth winning less less team fights than the other team. Generally speaking, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Oh, the maps know. are apparently really huge, though. Yeah. Supposedly, I mean, the maps are also be, apparently right? they have to. Be yeah, they have yeah, to. They yeah, have which to be I think is fun. I think I'm yeah. very, I'm very cool to see. I also like how, like, I know New Junk City is an actual like place, but I feel like we're just adding junk in front of things as an adjective yeah. in Overwatch. You know, <laughs> it's like Junk City, Junk, junk Town. Like, like at least they're not being like. Front of shit. At least they're not being like, oh, Junk City. Australia, your hometown, right? It's like, hey, fuck you. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, have, yeah. we have things here. Yeah, Emotional country is desert, bro. You think you can run this game mode on a toaster, though? If it's so big, like that's my only worry. But I'm sure Overwatch is insanely optimized. Yeah, Overwatch is really optimized. Very optimized, but like it's probably the most insanely optimized AAA game. You say that, and then someone's gonna find the mercy bug and spawn, and then you drop to one FPS on. Yeah, they'll fix it. They'll fix it. Albert, now you've said that, someone is gonna be like, oh. My, my Celeron, my Celeron <laughs> process is overheating, bro. Like, how can I not play the game? Like, yeah. I can't play because this map died. What the fuck? Like, I mean, they recently had to disable Pariso because of the Mercy. And I, I don't even know how they <laughs> find that bug. You have to stand in a particular location and like swap three or four times to activate the bug. It's like, who, like, I don't even know how <laughs> you would find, this? how yeah. did you find that? Like, why, and why were you looking for, like, I don't know. Anyways. 
what is quite funny actually junker town has also been a map that's just been riddled with bugs you had mm. the beam damage on the little battery things which would lag the server and lag it the motorcycle FTS. thing yeah the, the motorcycle, motorcycle one. with may which would just crash just, the these, server honestly yeah. that was the best bug ever because junk town is not a good map so it was like okay may and spawn just dc the whole server and then we get to go again like hopefully we don't get junk town uh back to back but i i hope there's no uh big bugs like that in in the new map the new map does look cool though and i did really like i it's not really like a competitive or like gameplay perspective kind of thing, but when the artists do come on and talk about how like they made the map and how they design different things, and I've really enjoyed that just as like game dev head. Um, I like to know how they design like each individual point to be like, you know, this one's high ground dominant, this one's uh, good for like uh, spamming corridors and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed the the talk about how they designed those points and design the aesthetics of the map too. Because one thing I've watched does very well and it's done well for a, for a long, long time, I think is just aesthetics. Um, and polish is it looks super cool like this map as well looks wicked they do generally pretty good like with that, that. <laughs> i don't know why not aesthetics Ass. <laughs> aesthetic aesthetic yeah, of aesthetic and overwatch as well yeah. i'm just saying um well all right let's uh let's move on to the world cup um obviously we've had a little bit of a break like i mentioned before so there's been a lot happening hit a pop happening uh over the Overwatch world cup a lot of three over no sorry two overwatch <laughs> as well uh through through all the groups we're not going to touch on every single group or anything like that uh and like obviously every single game which would take literal years off of our lives at this point and we work in esports and that happens uh every single day so i think just talking about the uh teams that did end up making it through uh, would be the best thing to do um and there are a few a few upsets here and there and a few like okay this was kind of bound to happen um i'll start it off with the asia pacific group a so south korea surprise surprise japan and hong kong did end up making it through that's right irp RP. he's lived a full yeah, life oh, he is true the moira IRP god is in. himself the huh? moira god. He's in. Um, wait did he play korea... in any did he play in any of the matches I don't know. I don't actually know because I, I, I did not watch, watch any Hong Kong the, games. I didn't yeah. watch okay. the Asia. I watched World Cup, but I didn't watch. I specifically only watched Europe and Americas. I didn't watch any of the Asia because I knew exactly what was going to happen. What was going to happen? For, what for happened, people who didn't watch, by the way, South Korea got a, got a 0 0.07 push on an escort map on uh, Circuit Royale victory. They the finished Philippines the match like, in. I think they finished the match in 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they finished their match versus the Philippines in 14 minutes. They, they literally touched the cart on attack and on won. their defense, yeah. and then Philippines got it 0.7 meters. And then South Korea, all they did was just run Arissa, spear spin, touch the payload, the insta win. Yeah, oh, here it go. is. The BP. Oh, the yeah. BP. It was 12 minutes. Uh, 12 I mean, minutes. and part of that is because it's only it's a first to two, so yeah. they just yes. two owed. But like, also, so like, my, I mean, my God, they just, also, over, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is what happens when you choose defense on as the better team. You just, yeah, hold it. that's how you get the fastest times for sure. Yeah. And they even trolled too. And they still just like, I mean, it yeah. wasn't even close. It essentially wasn't close to exactly what yeah. everyone expected. South Korea dominated fucking everybody. Japan was pretty good too, because they essentially have a contenders team, but as, Farrell, as, yeah. the, the reality is though, so it's cool that Japan made it, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think everyone's understands that South Korea is just so far and above everyone in the region that it's like they could have made five different teams and the result would have been the same. Yeah. So just it was it was barely and this is qualifiers to be fair. So, you know, I don't think yeah. there's anything that's like should be that crazy about it. 
No, that's why I don't think we should touch on it too much. There was just some just I mean, some also stomps. None like, of all the, the regions. Yeah, bro. none of the other teams had an Owl player like yeah on their roster in in that yep. group. If only Japan had brought out Tayo, but he did not no. make his way. Did not make but his way back. It does mean. <laughs> Team Japan have uh, Nico as their DPS, so we could have Nico versus the Nico, French, Nico? French versus Japan. Yeah. No, not the French uh, Nico. Not the French. So Nico, there's no. another player in Japan called uh, Nico, so we could have a, a Nico win. Nico, 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 <laughs> Nico, uh, Nico, Nico from Team Japan, <laughs> which would be quite, uh, which would be quite funny. Asia Pacific uh, Group B, obviously only two teams from each of the Group B got through. Team Australia. Let's go. Again, honestly, easy six zero seven zero. Yeah, I mean, it's still another kind of easier group. And uh, Team Thailand um, did end up making it through as well. And Team Thailand have always kind of been like sleeper. Um, a lot of the World Cups, they do take some I'm cheeky surprised wins. Surprised New What's it? I'm surprised New Zealand, New Zealand didn't do better. New Zealand, I mean, New Zealand, they really only had their biggest. I mean, they had like color if hex. color hex, and that's then, it. Yeah. Like everyone else has been there for like, like a long time. Is like a good play as well, but like yeah, yeah they've been there for like, a like contenders players. Yeah. I mean, I, Thailand, the roster was like not bad. Like I said, I'm not like, I'm not like 100% well versed in the Asia matches because I didn't, I didn't, I pretty much didn't bother watching any of them because exactly what I thought would happen happened. So, you know, like I'm, I can't give the best overview. And then India had like the Indian American <laughs> roster essentially. Yes. yes. Yeah. India had like, like Pummy, right? I believe yeah, they had like yeah, Pummy. They had Cash, they had Pummy. Um, yeah. Yeah. They had one, I think. I think maybe one Indian player that was like just full that was not like american like an american indian or like a canadian hey listen indian if this one like the that. rules go ahead like mirror oh mirror yeah would, if we if we would have picked up mirror mirror would have been eligible to play for usa even though he's not an actual citizen he really? has a green card so that counts oh. wait if you have a green card you can play for like a country yeah i mean that's it's actually pretty loose to, oh my god rules, when yeah. i get my green card i'm just gonna become usa i am <laughs> Well, I talked to Fernando, who's the guy running everything, and I was like, because you know how in like FIFA or like in other sports, like a lot of the staff are from other countries. Like they're not like yeah. the players are all like from that country, but then they'll have like, you know, a French coach or like a whatever, you know, coaching the, the USA national team, for example. It's like, I think that would be interesting because I think there's a lot more staff and like not necessarily, you know, a, a, you can't. It's kind of hard to like develop staff, and a lot of staff is located in certain regions. And I think it'd be cool to see like a USA coach help out, um, you know, someone else in Australia or like some of the smaller teams out there. But, yeah, but yeah, eventually, eventually so, one day. Um, let's talk about Europe then. Obviously, I think most people, like you were saying, Connor as well, like watch the European Americas. Uh, but this was the best EU group, and for Middle sure. East, Group A: UK, Spain, and France. Made oh, this it is the banger. Yes, this let's go Spain. I, mean, both, I don't think anyone expected Spain good, to go. Yeah, yeah no Spain one expected was, Spain to go this far. Or like Denmark. Yeah. Denmark shat the bed like never before yes. seen. Yeah. <laughs> Denmark, Denmark had Denmark, Denmark had, had a full owl roster. They had a full yeah. Overwatch League roster with a former like XL and like they've they've had well, yeah, owl yeah. players and yeah. they have but contenders like, players. Yeah, yeah, they have. Well, technically, they, isn't still, it still isn't Shockwave still in New York? So technically, they still have. Yeah, Shockwave, uh, they have yeah. an owl player. Yeah, like yeah, they, they have good they players. Have, but, all of them have been in Overwatch League yeah, at some yeah. point. Except some for, have been really good, except for Slay. Yeah, all of them been. But even Slay like was on. Twisted Minds. He's on. High, right? He's been on high-level contenders teams for. Which has been a team that's been like yeah. dominating EU contenders. I think. So, yeah. Yeah. so like they've uh, that team had s essentially six ex Overwatch League players plus one current Overwatch League player, and all the players that at one point it were like very good 
you know? They had, like, very high highs, and they lost to a contender's Europe roster. And also to, like... I mean, they, they lost U their last they game. UK, they lost, to, and then, they yeah. lost to Netherlands as well. Yeah. Netherlands, yeah. Netherlands was, like, very, very not... Like, their roster was not very strong. And they still... And they, there was still a chance that if France had beaten, yeah. like, the UK in the last day... And as long as Denmark had beaten Netherlands, they still could have made it. But Denmark just lost to Netherlands, so like they lost their only chance. Yeah, they they like also like they had an opening because Spain lost to Italy, right? Like it was some like I don't even know how yeah. this there happened. Was some, I didn't watch this game. There was a circle of suck that got yeah. for, essentially Italy played like Reaper, and Spain didn't know how to play against the Reaper rush comps. Right. Okay. And that is something that has been really cool about this World Cup is like literally because like in the Overwatch League, everyone just plays the same shit, right? Because everyone's screwing each other. This like World Cup is like countries are just playing what they can play like and what they're good at. And yeah. it's kind of interesting to see those like clash of styles, like really have that kind of impact, like, you know, Italy beating Spain, a team that actually ended up qualifying. So it's uh, it's been awesome. And, you know, Master Pots of Spain, I think everyone expected France and United Kingdom to make it out. Like France is just playing their tried and trusty brawl as they have like ever since the beginning of world yeah. cup so i think on paper denmark was supposed to be top three but then yeah 100 yeah. i was molding when they went to sure. wild cards when they were first to force the wild cards in this new format like i was molding because like this oh, yeah. roster is they so fucking good yeah yeah and their their roster Man. like they just shit the bed <laughs> so hard like it was disgusting how i mean they beat the top they team in their group and then just they, they, but then beat any of the other no one else it, just beefed it yeah for sure because who are the teams, the two teams that got added to the wildcard? Is Finland and Finland, Finland Denmark, and Denmark? Yeah, Finland, Denmark were the teams that made it out of their respective groups, and then also Portugal and Iceland made it out of their groups. Ah, okay. as well. Because it was like Finland, Iceland, Switzerland, Denmark, Portugal, Ireland. Right. So. Dude, seeing Happy Cool play DPS was like a throwback. I was that like, is, dude. Yeah. I was like, oh that is God. that is like from so long ago that I've seen Happy Cool play DPS. Like, that dude, was... the last time he did it was when we were on Fnatic at like yeah. late 2016, yeah. and that was when we were going through the thing. It's like, hey man, we know you love to play DPS, but you got to play Diva. Like, this is just the way the game is played, and he was yep. fucking pissed. So he's throwing it back now. He's made his return. Yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. Everyone, everyone hated playing D.Va, and then you had all these DPS like, no, I don't want to play D.Va. It's like, okay, well, do you want to play, play on this team or like, <laughs> yeah. you want to? <laughs> but Spain was impressive. I will say they had like a potentially a contenders roster, and they just went really hard on like Helv, who's the player I knew the most going into this tournament. Like this, pretty much diving and just like having their DPS try to like pop with Helv making the space. So like, they looked pretty good, honestly. I do think that like. I'm glad that Europe still, like, it's qualifiers, so I don't think anyone should expect, like, really high-quality matches in the World Cup qualifiers, especially with how the ecosystem has, like, played out to this point, and we haven't had, like, consistent World Cup games. So, like, you should expect the majority of World Cup to be kind of bad, because there's, like, really yeah. not that many good, it, like, yeah. really good regions. But Europe, Group A and Group B were both I, pretty interesting. You know? I will say to the casual viewer, they can't tell the difference. Yeah. Like people like, are literally like, oh, like all these players are so insane. It's like, I mean, there's levels to there's levels to insanity, and like they couldn't, they just didn't understand. Like a, a lot yeah, of the, that, the the random comments are like, oh, like these players, like this is why they should bring back contenders, yeah. like every region. It's like, I mean, they, you know, like it, it, it is the best of that country, but like that doesn't, you know, there's still levels to like how good each team is in like the I do want to pick up on Every... that Albert. that's actually a really good point because okay. there was someone that uh said that in my Twitch chat the other day and they said 
this is why they should bring back or they should bring back South America contenders because they had that back in yeah. 2018, 2019. Yeah. And because uh, it cost, well, because to quote them, uh, it costs Blizzard no money. And <laughs> I think that, yes. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like, I, I did explain, like, like, it does cost money to run these things. Listen, just because they pay them in Blizzbucks doesn't mean they don't have to pay real money on the staff costs. Yeah. There, there's a big reason why, like, them taking the regions away, and you, you could say that they're focusing on EU, Korea, and uh, North American contenders more, like, you know, you, you could debate that to the high heavens, but uh, the reality is, like, those regions, it does cost them money to, to run these tournaments. They need admins and everything else. So, like, at the end of the day, they're unlikely to go back. Unfortunately, they're unlikely to go back into regions once they've pulled out of them. And I think this is a bit of a mistake, like, a long time ago by Blizzard. And it's something yeah. that uh, Valorant did pretty well in the way that they supported, like, the, the Latam region and um, South America. And yeah. now they're, like, mad into Valorant. Although they were always, like, huge into CS, CS as well, to be fair. So that kind of, it, it definitely helped it in that regard. But as soon as you uh, withdraw support, for like a contender structured format um in a region putting it back is not going to generate the same level of um success as you once saw like it's going to be a slow build up again to where maybe it's kind of sustainable but these things do cost money and unfortunately i just don't see a world where they uh put more money inside the south american region unless Unless something crazy happens later down the line, I just don't really see it happening, which does kind of suck because a lot of these players who uh, now obviously end up playing in NA uh, for North American uh, teams, they just won't see the same level of support, which does kind of suck. But things like the World Cup really do help elevate those regions yeah. uh, where well, like nothing else is doing. So. Well, I think Valorant, like to your point on Valorant, I think the, the, the thing about Valorant is there's really good teams from each region, right? And I right. think that's what va it validates like, okay, we should be able to support... As long as there's talent there and like top tier talent, I think the problem is if you go back to contend, like if you have that contender system, I can't think of any Brazilian teams that's going to really do well. Like historically in Overwatch, like there hasn't been like a top tier. Whereas for Valorant, there's plenty. There's plenty of like top tier Valorant teams that can compete at an international stage. I just don't think for Overwatch. To be that fair, was we didn't like give it like a we didn't yeah. give it really a fair shake out comparatively because yeah, like for example exactly. like Japan starting with Valorant was really bad and then then they produced like some t uh, they produced like Zeta Division which yeah. had like multiple pretty good finishes and have done pretty well after they went to the and a couple international events got their asses sure. kicked for a bit yeah. right because like no t region typically it's tough to just build to like bring the town out and like sure you're gonna get your asses kicked initially but like if they're actually yeah. gonna learn and grow they could still be pretty good it's just we didn't really give it that much time because we essentially we had like the 2018 like atlantic pacific showdown gauntlet you know and then yeah. we kind of killed it right after that and no, then no, we didn't no, have any more of that for sure there's been there's been a lot of mistakes along the way but yeah. i can't go back in time if i could go back and change like you know i'd rather have overwatch league like in the, if they're gonna do an overwatch league you should have done it in the beginning right and but instead we had like open circuit for like two years and all of a sudden they're like okay now we're gonna take a year basically moratorium while we like put together overwatch league and then um you know that that kind of scared a lot of talent away or like it stymied like the development and then i don't know we can talk we can talk about like the development of the league yeah it's we can i i do want to say as well like it just kind of sucks for all these regions because it felt like overwatch contenders sort of put it implementation into a lot of these countries and they stymied their own like they could have organically built their own thing but then they sort of cut them off at the knees put their own yeah. thing there and then they withdrew funding when they weren't competitive and when they started you know cutting budgets so i think that really hurts all these regions maybe they would have been competitive and you know 
maybe that's what Valorant did better. So it, it sucks because I don't think they're ever going to catch up again, right? Like, yeah. I mean, impossible. who knows? You can always restart. There's never, I don't think there's ever, you can always restart and it'll be fine if there's interest. Like, I just, I just yeah, think I it just sure. depends on like, if there's ever yeah. like, if we're in a new era, you know, who knows? With like, theoretically, if World Cup comes a larger part of the ecosystem, I don't think there's it ever, I don't think it's ever too late to say like a region can't cap up, catch up. It's just obviously there's a lot of hurdles do that per se i mean i think if they made tier two like a more open circuit instead of you know it's like okay well if there's enough interest in brazil like some tournament organizer will step up right and make a if if it makes sense they'll make an overwatch contenders but i don't think i think for now in the current structure it's like blizzard wants oversight over like if it's called contenders or it's part of the contender circuit needs to be owned by like somebody at blizzard yeah yeah Yeah, and that's a that's the the problem well like you said, Connor, it's a, it's a good point. Like maybe with the, all this love coming into the World Cup again, like maybe we do see something like that uh, crop up. I'm not sure. Which um, really we deviated from the original point, which is Denmark shit yeah. the bed, and UK is probably... <laughs> the, uh, yeah. The probably UK... I actually, UK is legitimately probably like... It's definitely one of the teams I'm looking forward to, towards. Like they could potentially be one of the... Te- they could If they had a good run, they could place into like that top three, four... You know, finish. Does Backbone sure. being on oh, Flex Sports yeah. say anything for Spitfire? Like, what's going on there? Not that he hasn't played Flex Sports for Spitfire in the past, but like he. I, just I, don't very good I mean, they still I just don't think they have a good flex support. Yeah, I just don't think UK yeah. has without Boombox. I don't think UK had like a flex support to. That like, really? All they, they just had that was Boombox, and that was it. Well, there was they, also... they were considering Jaws as well, so that's where you know Wait, how low <laughs> they're going for for things. I mean, there was also uh, I played on two What was that one guy? There was the dude. There was Slur. But that obviously mm, probably didn't mm, pan provide. out. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe not that guy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, so I mean, UK, so that's out. the problem. But I, I, UK was legitimately, I mean, like, this is a team which actually, like, oh, this does have a lot of ex overwatching players or overwatching yeah. players because it was like, oh, it looked like pretty coordinated comparatively. It's a good so. meta for them too. They just yeah. keep running monkey. Yeah. Jake is a very good. If they can just force play, the Winston, they're going to be fine. But Spain, I will say, Spain yeah. of all the week, <laughs> the teams that are going to the World Cup, Spain might be the one that like. For one, I didn't expect to be good. It was like, oh, they could actually have like a pretty decent yeah, placement compared to, comparatively. Yeah, yeah, like looking sure. after all the other teams I that are making it that I like think are weaker. Spain's probably the the best of them potentially. Yep. So it'll be good. Um, and then, that, so I think that was fun. Saudi Arabia and Finland also made it out of Group B. Uh, Saudi Arabia playing the classic projectile comp with Yazan. <laughs> Yazan Echo, Yazan Farah, and you're like, look, it's like solo queue in a way. A lot of these games Dude, are like solo queue. Uh yeah, guess Europe's what, buddy? Been terrorized uh, you by the far mercy for like yeah. years now. Like yeah. they have PTSD just just getting bodied by a, a, a any fair from Saudi Arabia. There's been, multi- there's been two now, right? Like it's not just yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Just two and it is it is hard to punish if the players are really good yeah. because you need a really you need a really high level of coordination and like really really good DPS players with like really just all around to like deal yeah. with it because of how annoying it is. So like. You know, it, it really, they're not going to get away with that shit, though. Once they get to the, no. once they get to the main stage, hey, they're not getting away. It's like Twisted Minds making it to the fucking, you know, when they try to do the open qualifiers. Toronto Defiant, like, pulled them apart. And we know how good Toronto Defiant yeah. were, like, in that tournament yeah. now, right? Like, I think any top-tier team usually deals with it pretty well. Um, and I think, funnily enough, I actually think a lot of people have a lot of respect for the Saudi Arabian yeah. team, top teams now. I don't think they're going to walk into this match being like... We can just like clown on these guys and we're going to win because if you don't take them seriously, it was the Houston Outlaws, right? Against Twisted Minds where they're fucking around and they dropped them out. I mean, they tried to mirror them. Like literally all they do is play fair mercy. Like, of course they're going to play better than you. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I I think my, my takeaway from my surprise in this group was Sweden's performance. I thought Sweden would. Yeah. I thought Sweden would perform way better. Like that was crazy. Yeah. Sana played, uh, 
played from like he went back so we, we were in Korea, he took a flight to Finland and played the entire qualifiers from Finland. So he was That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's sick actually. Yeah, like at least two of Well, uh surely Spark is on ping too. Yeah, right? I I assume Kevster um, and Sparker were both on ping. Yeah. Would they be on West Coast as well? So that's like that's probably that's like real. One eighty. Yeah. yeah. It was like 180 yeah. ping was what they were saying. Yeah. But that still it's, doesn't it excuse, in my opinion, uh like the level of overall play they had, I think. But yes, if you, your two best parts of that team were the two DPS players that were on high ping. So yeah. it's like, it's Rough, tough. Man. That's very tough to like perform. So I don't even blame. So, and, and people are acting like the Sweden loss is a bigger betrayal than the Denmark loss. I'm like, guys, they're not even equivalent. Denmark has like a full Overwatch League roster, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Sweden had like two Overwatch League DPS players. And like, I think they also had like Lulshus, who technically was in the Overwatch League, but didn't play. He didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. He was in Visa Hell forever, I think. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Visa Hell with Justice. Um, so it's like, I just think yeah. that like the Denmark situation is far worse than the Sweden situation. But Finland was good. I liked Finland. It was enjoyable to watch him play. But I mean, Saudi Arabia definitely seemed like the best team out of that group. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. They're great for sure. Oh, it was nice. Okay, did I watch like most of their game? Did they play anything other than Farah or Echo? Or they were like, where we live in the skies. This is our lives now. Just Farah Echo 100% of the time. They, they played right. a little bit of Soge. Okay. Not, I remember, but like yeah, it was some, a minute. They did a little episode. bit of trolling, but I think when they're playing serious, they were just they were Echo, Echo Mercy, Fair Mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, speak from this group, Oni God actually. Shout out oh, Oni yeah. God. That guy, one of the OGs. That, Oni God yeah. for Norway. That came back. Um, looked pretty good. I mean, they. I don't know. They got third, so kind of sucks. But tough dude, group. He played well. Do you, okay, well, next question. Do you think Norway would have beaten Spain if they had been in the other group? Uh, good question. Um, can you look at, can I, can you scroll up to Norway's roster again real quick? Because, like, I, I thought that I was mean, good, they, but they, there's only I two players I know I wouldn't that. have like expected Yikwins it, right? and Onigod. I know Yikwins Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's hard to say. I don't, I don't on paper, I have no idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, but I think that would be an interesting matchup. I think that would be an issue. I think Spain matchup. probably sort of won because I think Spain was like a mostly contenders I, roster that has a decent level of coordination. Like yeah. they had a decent level of coordination I do, as well. I don't like that the, the qualifications that are asymmetric. Like it's three from one group and two from the other. Like that yeah. seems like I feel I almost feel like I want Norway and Spain to do or whoever was third, right? So France, I guess. Like Norway if you're Oh, that would have been cool, yeah. Like like a final qualify. Like who gets the last like the fifth spot, right? So it'd be France. I, I would have liked to see like France versus Norway, but I, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I don't know. The format limitations are what they are. But in ideal world, I'd, I'd like to see it where it isn't just completely lopsided and you have an equal chance yeah. to qualify. Having from... a three and a two was a bit, was a bit yeah. weird. We'll, we'll talk about Americas now. Uh, last region before we get into Overwatch League news, because there's been a ton of Overwatch League news. Uh, Group A, who's really surprised here at the top two, uh, the U.S. obviously, and uh, Team Canada. And then Mexico actually made it through as well. So that was pretty awesome to see Mexico. Like Mexico. A lot of those... Mexico, Mexico. Honestly, vamos. like looking at the roster, there's a lot of like known quantities there um, on Team Mexico. So I was pretty happy to see them get through. Uh, but obviously, US and Canada have just giga stacked rosters. So like they were going to take that. No other. Yeah, team I mean, also themselves. US kind of trolled their way through the the qualifiers. So I mean, honestly, drinking yeah. and swapping Dude, rules. When, and... when we lost that map to Mexico, I was actually I was in disbelief. I was like. The level of... <laughs> The level of trolling that we that Hydron did on Winston was like unprecedented. And he full co <laughs> like that's the, like we're in the timeout or in between maps. So like, okay, let's play what? And they're like, okay, let's like we want our offers. Like, okay, who's offer? Like, who's playing tank? And I'm just like me. I'll play Winston. 
like full confidence like after the after we lose that after the match he goes oh i by the way i haven't played tank since overwatch one i'm like <laughs> what are you guys what are you talking oh about you haven't God. played tank since overwatch one and he's like I haven't played tank since Overwatch One. He's like, it felt much different in Overwatch Two. I was like, this guy really just played tank in Overwatch Two for the first time, like in an international like match, and and we just lose because I think he got slept every time. He got slept or flailed or a combination of both every single dive. There was a montage of it on. Oh yeah, BP was BP was quick. BP with it. made a montage. Yeah, BP yeah, was always quick with it. Boom, boom, boom. Slep, 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 slep. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it was so fucking funny. Um, but you know, I mean, hey, you trolled, but like it doesn't matter because the the real games start now, buddy. So uh, yeah. you you might be good. Oh, here we go. Here's the, uh, <laughs> this guy infinitely uh, slept. slept. Dude was taken so slept. many And the thing slept, is, because Mexico slept, legitimately had their mechanics weren't bad. Like Mexico had yeah, like pretty decent place. mechanics. They just were obviously clearly like yeah. not I mean, as coordinated uh, in the listen, level, the high enough level. But RuPaul or Anna, that map had more damage than Hydra and Winston. That's how. That's the level of performance we're talking that's about. Here. Yeah, that was uh, some next. That was extreme next level trolling. So, and also, I mean, so really, but everyone knew this was a done deal. Like at the end of the day, yeah. Americas and the APAC, you know, Asia area were like this. It was kind of just done. It was like everyone yeah. knew the results going into it. Like the only real, like Europe was the real shockers because I, there was no upsets anywhere, like at all. Like realistically, I also just want to say, I like we could have had the uh, the original like Toronto Defiant roster. We would still have done the same thing in groups. Like I don't think people like people yeah. were all doom and gloom. Like oh USA is cooked. It's like guys, this is the World Cup. It's less competitive than Overwatch League, and I think people don't understand that. Like people think, don't understand. Dude, you like could play... you could be the worst team. You could be val. You could be the worst team in Overwatch League and still dominate groups in like yeah. World Cup. Unless you're in think... unless you're in the APAC region and you're Most of those South comments Korea. I do think are coming yeah. from a lot of viewers that are new to World Cup. Because Coast yeah. is allowed now with like ML7, J3, yeah. like um even I was like sitting in some uh, uh, J3's calls when he was watching World Cup and we were kind of talking about it and stuff and I was explaining to him like Oh yeah, by the way, Team Korea have the best players in the world, like on their team. Like straight up. Like they, yeah. they will not lose World Cup. They will barely lose a map, like at all. Because yeah. their team is just so good. They have the best one of the best coaches in the world as well. Like, um, and then all these other teams, I was kind of explaining, like, oh, this player's from this team, this player's from this team, and for like Overwatch League. But a lot of the people, or like most of the people in Twitch chat, it's like, oh, like this is the highest level of competition, like in, right. in Overwatch, yeah. right? So, like, I think that's where a lot of those kind of comments come from. Um, and uh, welcome, group says, buddy. I can't wait to see South Korea dominate everybody. Like, it's going to be a good time. And, like, now people kind of grasp, like, oh, who's actually good versus who? Because, like you said, I Toronto Defiant roster for Team USA would dominate the groups as well. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I get it. If you don't watch Al, if you don't watch Al, this is higher level than most, yeah, you know, like definitely, top 100 games, definitely. right? But so, it's like, of course, you, you, what yeah. you. There's like yeah. a level that you just you don't see, which is fair enough because maybe yeah. you just don't like watching Overwatch League. But like, yeah, no, a, a level of understanding will eventually come in these group stages and the, the actual like knockouts, and it's it's going to be a good time seeing a lot of people realize like, oh shit, the team that I like is going to get dumpstered by a uh, US or like yeah. uh, Korea or something. You see all those comments from people in those situations of like, oh, you know, like it's the same people like, oh, there's so many like world class players who have like not have never been in the league, and it's like, why aren't they here? It's like if you're watching like you know, a top 500 team face a top 500 team, one player is going to be the best guy on the server. That yeah. doesn't make them the best player in the world. Like, because like, if you just look at the United States and Korea matches, it's a prime example of like, they haven't even been contested. And as you said, you guys have to try to find guys that didn't perform well in the Overwatch League this season. Yet they, the worst performance I believe that they can have other, other than catastrophic failure is top four. 
And like, yeah. then it's just like, well, can they beat South Korea and China, right? Like, it's not even close. No one else, I believe, is really going to hold a candle. Maybe, you know, a Canada or a Team UK is going to make a run. But for the most part, these teams just have way too many outplayers. And I don't think people really have that context right now. Yeah. They will. They, they will, will eventually. They will, they will know <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Also, my favorite player, Ludwig, made it through. So, uh, yeah, grats to Ludwig! <laughs> Let's go Brazil. Yeah, so, and then hey, EQO made it with Colombia. So EQO, yeah, EQO, yeah, EQO did the EQO make it backpack, too. huh? Just I, I actually like what Colombia did. Uh, they, they played to their strengths. They played all the Zarya, which was like which was not I thought I thought they played okay, honestly. All things considered, considering that yeah. I didn't know much about that team at all. I was like, okay, like it looks like they kind of had an idea, like what's going on here, you know? It looks like they had a plan. I think they least. had an identity, which is like hard which is I think it's admirable because these are essentially pug teams, right? Like most of them, like they're not, they're they're not real teams. They they either came together and like started grinding, um, you know, would get whatever scrims they can get. So it's kind of hard to come up with an identity and just to realize that and have a cohesive like, hey, we're the Zarya. Like Ikio's gonna flex and we're gonna play around like our Zarya player, right? And I think that's that's like something to be commended. I I think for for the qualifiers sure. for World Cup. Although Team Malaysia's uh, game pro dude didn't make it, I was actually kind of disappointed. One of the best, yeah. honestly, one of the best things about World Cup is seeing all the random names. Like <laughs> Team Malaysia game pro dude stepping up for DPS, like that's pretty funny. Um, right, let's move on to Overwatch League. Uh, there was a lot of news, surprisingly. Haha, <laughs> who who knew? Who news knew? News are rumors. News yeah, and news and rumors. rumors. Yeah. Or rumors. I mean, like, of... which one? Like, are well, they also is it news, news or are they rumors? There's news and rumors. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay, you guys did. Okay. We'll start from Dante's retirement. Um, we'll start from the Actual real use. things that happened. <laughs> so real things, and then we'll and get into rumors. Back. Yeah, okay. Exactly. We'll, yeah, we'll do that. Fuck it, dude. Um, Dante retirement, and uh, <laughs> and then Dante subsequently leaking on stream that Marvel was getting picked up in replacement. Uh, the leaks per 10 were crazy. But from Dante, like custom, that one off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, I did the actually, same thing. Nah, I fucking custom. retired and I was like, I'm blowing as much as I got. <laughs> no, nobody's doing it like Custa was. He was putting up LeBron. He was actually putting up LeBron yeah, that, numbers. That was that LeBron off. numbers of leaks. <laughs> it, was like, it was like one week passed by, another Custa leak. Like another. It was like, I will stand by. Sideshow threw me under the fucking bus. Like, but, you know, it's fat. You know, yeah, sometimes you yeah. make mistakes. Did, you, did he throw you under the bus when you revealed oh. that I was casting the Overwatch League in 2020? My big reveal. Well, no, that was mine. That, oh, that, that one was on. On me, you know, I wasn't aware of my game. On stream. <laughs> God damn. To be fair, Sideshow is definitely a legendary, you know, accompaniment of all leaks. Like, lest we forget the Neptuno Fusion House link. Uh, yeah, oh. that was that was one of them where he yeah. he literally he hit stop streaming and then he just hit start streaming again. So then we started talking about shit and he was Absolute streaming. He was like, "Oops, sorry, bro." Moron. Fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but uh, yeah, is, Dante huh? hit the retirement arc and got severely sunburned on his first day of touching grass. So, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, moisturize and uh, yeah, look after your skin. Wear some sunscreen, dude. Do you know why? He literally said, like, yeah, the clouds are out. The clouds are out, so I couldn't get sunburned. Don't worry, That's a classic bro science moment. Classic bro science moment. I can't get sunburned. I can't get sunburned, right? Because the clouds make it worse. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Like clouds, and like it's like water, where like it reflects the light, it like makes it, reflects, it even reflects, reflects, reflects. I think the best thing anyone can do is put. I mean, I, I hope he had like sunscreen in his face, but like every day you should be putting sunscreen. I on doubt face he put sunscreen on any part of his body because he's yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I doubt it. His ass is not. I remember I right after that, like that night, I was went out to go eat with people in LA, and, and Dante 
was there and he walks into the restaurant and he's like no he wasn't but the burn happened after mm, but he walked in okay. he's like hey i just got cut <laughs> that was the night dante learned that he got released and uh i mean his ass was honestly he was pretty ready for it honestly i think he talked yeah. about it like he gave her a statement but like he was ready to go he was like he was like old he was like I, the, essentially the old sick animal that was that crawls off into a bush and just like <laughs> waits to die type of thing. He's like, okay. I'm it's it's my time. That was very they're, like, they're, they're trying to teach uh, an old dog new tricks and he just, he just tired of it. Yeah, I mean he he, he no, said I, that he was ready to go. He said he was gonna retire. I think he talked about it on his statement too, but if not, like I'm sure he doesn't care, but like yeah. he said he was gonna retire this year anyway. No, but then Glads gave him an offer. Yeah, I talked to Dante in the offseason. He was like, he was like, because I used to do some stuff with the streamers. You're just talking about like, oh, like, you know, what are, what are, you know, some like income, like potential income numbers or like salary numbers if I was like a full-time streamer, like what kind of deal could I get? Um, so he was definitely interested and then uh, in the content creator route in the offseason already. And then he got a, he got a good offer from Glads inside to take it. But yeah, super, like, I can't like understate, like, over, uh, I don't know, understate, overstate, whatever. Whichever terms relevant, you can't yeah, overstate but, it. But like he going from a DPS player to solo tanking and on a cha- on a team that's supposed to contend, like that is not easy. Like that is not easy. Like, and I think he said it. He's like he had to play Winston against like the best Winstons in the world, and yes. he had never. He doesn't have that history of playing Winston at that level. Like he just doesn't, and that takes time. Like I think Winston's like one of the hardest tanks to like learn the game flow and like be good at and competent at, and to play it at. You know, to have to play it day in and day out and not have anyone there to like back you up. Like if you if you fuck up, like that's it. there's nobody else. Like it's just you you you're gonna lose the game, right? And I so I think that's a lot of pressure for sure on on him. And it sounds like he's he's just kind of relieved that you know he doesn't have to have the, everything on his shoulders. To put it into context as well, Kaluj did the exact same thing, but he was already a tank player, right? Like yeah. he did that with yeah. the San Francisco Shock, and even he has yeah. struggled to make that adaptation, even as a tank player. Like Dante's like put in so much work. I was watching him during the offseason and chatting with him as well, and he was like, he was really trying to learn Wrecking Ball as well in yeah. case that became a problem. So it's not just he needs to learn how to play Winston because you don't know what the meta is going to be. He was broad strokes trying to learn everything, and he was he was hardest working uh, player in the offseason, I would expect. Also, when your best hero that you were known for, Sombra, is literally hard meta, but there's mm-hmm. nobody on the team that could... Like, imagine if you had some other tank player that could just... Okay, you play Winston for this stage while well, I, like, let's try out the Sombra. Like, maybe Glads would have been way better, right, with Dante on Sombra, but he's the tank now, so, like, you have to... He had, he had to sacrifice a lot to to be on, on that roster, for sure. Yeah, I mean, also, you have to remember that this guy, he's an extremely legendary player now when it comes to Overwatch, like, in the Western scene. He's been playing since release, essentially, 2016. Yeah. He was one of the last few OGs from Season 1 of Overwatch League. That guy played with fucking, like... I mean, Bro, I scrimmed with you. I, yeah, I, 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 I scrimmed I was like, I, yeah, we all we, scrimmed three, him. three people in this fucking call I, right I, now. I played with him. him. He played with XQC. Yeah. He's been yep. around yeah. the block, yeah. bro. Like, he's, he's, played, he's played... And also, he started out... He's he's had a really crazy career because he started out as a tank player, went to DPS, yeah. played yeah, DPS, then went back to tank. You know, technically, he was an off-tank player. So, like... He's had an extremely good career and he's had like a really long legacy. And like, I think it's time for him. I'm, I'm glad that he's feels that he's ready to go because like, it's always tough. I think for a lot of players and stuff when like they get cut or stuff, like they're not, they don't necessarily, they're feel not ready. ready. Yeah. They don't feel yeah. ready to be done. Dante is like, I'm ready to be done. Like I'm yeah. ready for it to yeah. be over. So like, it's a good way for, in a way for it to be over. And also it was something that essentially was out of his control because like, technically it sounds like Glad's maybe could have kept him if they maybe potentially had the budget to keep both yeah, him then, and Marv, but they couldn't. Did you see? Did you see the guard video? 
Yes, I did see the guard one. video. They spent all their money that, on the on the nah, guard video. The video was not even that big. <laughs> it wasn't even that crazy. It was just them sitting in the parking no, lot with different that, angles. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like the, they money. made a rap video with like grills and like money like everywhere, and I was just it was like, that was like literally like money. right after. That was like right after Dante got cut. But obviously the yeah. guard and and has no you know they don't need to coordinate with. And also, it was obviously, they're not actually shooting thousands of dollars around a parking lot. That was clearly fake money. So it was like, whatever. (laughs) But like, I also think that like, Dante was, he's had a really good career. And I think it's going to be exciting to see what he do, what he does next. Because he's also one of the blue player, like players that actively made content. Like he really did make, made an effort to make content. His ass was posting like TikToks and shit, you know. He's been an influencer for his whole life. Like he was, like people knew him from Minecraft before he like went to the Overwatch League. So. He's, but that he's was been like, doing this for a long time. A lot of yeah. players don't like keep up with it, right? Once they yeah. like get signed. So I think it's like it's pretty cool that they're that he's doing you know, there There's some rumors that maybe he'll try collegiate for a little bit. Um, but like who knows, you know? So like there's like a lot of there's a lot of routes for him to go, I think. Yeah. Is there is replacement Marvel? What do we think of uh Marvel on? Great player. Marv. Probably fixes uh, a lot of their issues potentially where they felt like they needed yeah. greater tank flexibility because marvel has shown marv one has shown that he is really really flexible and also he does have a good winston a really a really good winston I was when he plays. can he get a visa or is he going to be playing on ping for the rest of the I don't season? know don't know i don't know i don't know don't know i mean i also don't know how those uh, the koreans at toronto sign got to yeah. toronto that quickly i that they like teleport black there. magic i was like <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll let, I'll let the league deal with that one but I, yeah that seems I don't know. He probably play on high ping. I mean, they're on the West Coast, right? So it's not terrible. They're, yeah. Like it's not. It, it shouldn't be terrible. Um, but I, I assume. I assume it's gonna be a bit until he actually gets to LA. Yeah. They still have um, a little bit of time, but not that much. Yeah. Not months. But I feel like Marvel it's just in two weeks. He was like the prototypical. I mean, it takes two months to do it fast. So I don't know how long they've had this in process for. I mean, I assume they they'd had this in process before they released Dante. So um maybe you know maybe another month or so but i I always thought marvel had like the prototypical like overwatch 2 tank pool because he played a lot of he played a ton of tanks in overwatch 1 already like main tank off tank he was like one of the first pro pro like tank players that like blur the lines um, because he got a lot of reps on soul dynasty doing playing both both roles good ad Um, he's a great ad i mean it's the best possible ad they could have potentially got him right now out of the tank pool this is potentially like what people expected the glads to be (laughs) um like in terms of performance because they've just not been doing hot at all like they have so many parts so maybe marvel is the one to fix i mean it still doesn't fix a lot of their have. overarching like all the other issues that they have is no, like that's true like the marv fit Mar- mr marv one fixes their tank problem where like they didn't feel they were flexible enough and they didn't they felt like their winston gameplay wasn't necessarily like at the top tier they needed per se because dante had a good he was a great like flex tank when you could put him on like the ram when you could put him on like yeah. other things that weren't necessarily winston like he was he definitely held his own and like even his winston wasn't like bad it just wasn't like insanely top tier mechanics i think ram was really really yeah good. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, like, yeah he was like, good. I, I, was, good at one point we at one point he was ram meta he was sure one of the best Rams in, in the league. Like, like they're not sure. necessarily yeah. getting an upgrade on Ram, but like they're just getting a much better like all around Winston player. player yeah, you know? I, no, and, like, I, I don't. I don't even think tank player. I literally just think it's a main tank player. Like they needed yeah. someone who's gonna feel comfortable on Winston and gonna feel because like if we're looking at the meta right now as well, you're looking how it's shaking up. It doesn't feel like we're moving very far off of what we did in the last uh, season. So I don't know. We haven't seen a ton of screens. We haven't seen live, but like seems like a lot of people still playing Sombra. So unless season six comes in with like a sledgehammer. 
uh, which it there's might. Not, there's not. No, there's no way. Like, it's still going to be Winston. No, well, the thing is, season six, I think, could be a sledgehammer. You got a new support uh, coming in here. You got, they're probably going to want to get rid of Sombra out of the meta. Like, I think season six could be a sledgehammer, but we still have, what, four games, six games, five games to be played on this I mean, playoffs, they'll realize, like, Sombra's still, like, Sombra's still good right now. Like, yeah, she's... Like, they've done nothing to discourage that. So maybe that will kind of sort of... The what rework? The Life Weaver? No, no, not Life Weaver. Sombra. They said they were tweaking oh. Sombra in some. But that's not way, coming so. anytime soon. It's not coming for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Was that like, not season six, or was that? Well, that well, but like that. Yeah, maybe it's season six, but that's what I mean, what I mean. Like we're still, we still have like most of the qualifiers and most of the knockouts. Are, well, yeah, like I mean, of what's happening now on Sombra. I mean, they haven't even started tweaking Sombra, so like, who knows yeah. what those tweaks are? Like they yeah, try to tweak true. Brig for an entire year now. So yeah. We'll see. It's that fucking era. And now she's hot meta. We'll <laughs> like, yeah. bring yeah. Yeah. her so, like, every time they're like, it's like, okay, well, it's not enough. Okay, it's still not enough. All right, well, yeah. we're just gonna, we're just I mean, gonna ban the goats. when your support has gonna armor ban the goats, and a shield, actually. bro. Like, yeah. Glads, Glads will be better, though, with this pickup. I just don't think it's gonna yeah. fix all their problems because they still, still have some other issues, like, with, like, play, you know, their hero rotations and, like, overall player strength and, like, I mean, they how lost coordinated the Sombra. they look. I mean, I don't know, I don't yeah. know how rusty Dante is on Sombra, but, I mean, because he just played tank, but I, I would imagine, like, if I were to bet, like, if he were still going to be in the league, some some team would probably, that needs a Sombra specialist, would probably pick him up. Or at least take, um, a, take a chance on him. Let's move on to another tank uh, change, swap around. The Shanghai Dragons, uh, yes. Hmm. They have finally got a tank, everybody. They've got a tank. Fleda is now a coach. Classic, and, yes. That's an eSports classic right there. <laughs> and Fate has been brought in again. To uh, the Shanghai Dragons. So Fate rejoins and Fletter to coach. Esports moment. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I think this just makes the team dramatically better. Like, I think you take oh, away a weak link of Fletter. Like, regardless of how what you think of Fate as, like, a tank player these days, especially in a Winston meta, Fate's going to be a massive upgrade for this team. If he's, uh, Hisu and fucking Viver can keep playing the same way they are, like, I actually think Shanghai can, like, beat teams in the Eastern region. Like, I actually think they'll be somewhat more competitive well definitely more competitive than they were I, I don't know how i feel about this flatter to coach thing like people have done this like so many times and it like never works out like not all players are built to be coaches um yeah I so we'll, we'll see how it plays out but it's definitely an upgrade uh for this team i i'm just confused why they couldn't do this in the off season instead of mid-season like, <laughs> yeah. like i i i don't i'm pretty sure their scrims weren't going too hot at least when we scrimmed them like with flood on tanks so, like i don't know why they had to suffer through half a season of this instead of just hey yeah. like, let's just pick up fate to begin with because fate was a free agent so you didn't what you didn't even need to like they did you don't even need to practice to see it wouldn't work we all looked at this <laughs> team on paper and we were like that shit's not gonna work and then it, it didn't work for all the reasons everyone anticipated like players just can't transition to tank aka dante as well who was the best of them and then like yeah. they just have like the support issues as well so listen leave know. the leave the role swapping to changun like yeah, uh, you know, if you don't have the chain goop, like you're not, you're not, <laughs> you're not allowed to do this stuff. Like, you're... I mean, technically, Taro did it as well for Justice, and it's been pretty. But good. he that's, went back to contenders, I mean. and it that's took a I while. Mean. Like, Ch Taro was the chain was the chain goop. That's true. That is on, chain goop. That's yeah. the chain goop, and now it's fits. So I'm saying this team, the this team could be good. Yeah, I mean, this team could have existed preseason. Yeah. Yes. Of... I don't. I, that is the weird <laughs> thing about this. Why did they not? Because like, we know we know their... we know they like fate. We know Moon likes fate. Like, why would he have not made yeah. this? To me, this this is either like some sort of weird budgetary thing where they start out like, we'll put Flood on this because like maybe I mean, it was the... Flood. It wasn't just Flood. It was Flood and Diem. Yeah. yeah. 
they had two people that switched roles. Maybe like, Rush just liked Flutter more than Fate. And then he's like, or not Rush, Moon. Moon liked Flutter more than Fate. And then he's like, you know what, Flutter? Well, they've been boys for years, though. Like, they, they go way back. The thing is, I think if Fate wasn't on this team, I think it was more likely his decision, like Fate's decision, or like, I don't want to be on this team. I want to see if my options, like, maybe he wants to try yeah. and get on, like, a soul or something. Um, but then, yeah, like, when that we doesn't a, happen. You need a Flutter interview. Like, was this his, That's true. Like, like, why is his ass not on DP? Like, why tank? And then why, <laughs> like, so instead of moving him back to DPS, like, all right, you're the coach now. Like, what happened? Like, what what's going on here? Like... Who's, whose idea was this? And like, I, I think it'd be interesting to know. And then it it's also, I would, I would love to pick Changoon's, Changoon. I, I keep calling Changu. Changu. But Changoon's <laughs> mind on like, how do you identify these DPS players that you're like, yeah, I think he'd be a great Brig or like, yeah, I think, he, I think, it, I think he's going to be a great Kiriko. Like how, like how in the world does, does he come up with this? I mean, I feel like that's like him and you know, who also did that a lot was Brad Rajani, AKA Sefi. Brad was always like, let's put a DPS player on support, you know? Like, they were yeah. going to put, like, so, or, like, random players, or, like, super. Has on, it like, ever like, worked? Like, effectively? Like, super effective? Wow. No, Teru. but, like, even Teru's not, like, a super effective, and it took him, like, years, didn't it? Like, his Brig was... A... Well, because he, he switched... He first switched to Brig on Vancouver okay. Titans. I, okay, I don't consider that... A, I, I think the switch... But then he went that, to Contenders yeah. and played support and Contenders, so can you really g g give that to the Changoop? Like he, it was already a, a pre-formulated thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, then, and would, then, and mean, then well, Fitz is the Fitz is the evolution of the. the oh, group has evolved. Fitz is that's literally mid-season. Like, <laughs> you're you're playing break for us now. Like, and you, and Kiriko, and Anna. Like, I, I don't, he's played like three different heroes at least. Just don't mute in Discord, please. Thank you. Oh shoot. Sorry. Yeah, are you well, unmuted yourself? I, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a hotkey that I accidentally clicked, but I didn't realize. And there's even a, there was a, a flasher in the bottom right corner of the screen saying custom mute in Discord. Your please ass mute, is not looking. Your ass uh, no, is I'm not, not reading looking. anything. I, I, I was, I was, I, I got fucking, I got the fucking Liquipedia page up. Yeah. We're chilling. Well, I think overall this team though, with this swap, if Fate works out pretty well, I think Dragons could theoretically be like, what could go back to being like a top three team in APAC, yeah. maybe. They could recover. Top full three. Full. Yeah, no joke. No, whoa. And, whoa, I, no okay. joke. No 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 joke. Yep. And then, like, uh, then I think, and then, like, you have fucking and then dragons, Infernal. Apparently. No, and then Infernal. And then Infernal. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying there's a chance that, like, dragons could, like, make that. I think they could be, I don't think they're going to be, I think they'll be, like, sitting around, like, that four-ish, five place now for sure. Okay. And then they'll be, like, potentially breaking into the top three because they had really good performances when they literally, their team was essentially non-functional, you know? When they had moments where Viper would just, like, roll, just completely dominated a lobby, mm -hmm. like, solo. I feel like there's a chance, and they have good players. They have like Baby, they have Iris, like Iris. Gangnam Jin on main support. They got lots of great players. The Gangnam main support is not inspirational, to be fair. But like they have a fucking Hisu. Like I, I think overall, like this team is good. It's just they couldn't work because they had essentially they were down a player, and the player they were down was their tank player. You also just you didn't know? bring up Soul Infernal, like Soul Infernal, which was like the best. I did, I did bring up Infernal. I said Infernal charge Spark. You know, with the three. I, I just really you think they could be fourth. Which no, I think, I think they'll be. I, I think they'll be sitting into good. the fourth. I think they'll be. I, well, I think it could be better. I think they'll be better than Dynasty. I think okay. the upgrades that Dynasty have made will probably make them better in this 
this stage. Like, I, I like I agree. Shanghai is going to compete. Then we haven't even talked about Dallas Fuel, which is a team that you like can never really count out as well. Like, I think Shanghai will be competitive with the bottom end, but I think saying that they're just going to sh- rocket to the middle of the pack with fate, I just don't. I, I don't see do that. I, I don't see it. Do it. I don't see it. You're off the Changu, mate. I see it. No, I'm on I the mean, moon. They, 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 we're <laughs> in the second half of the season now. There's a potential they could recover a lot I think of there's, the their, their player quality is high enough, and they've shown yeah. some decent performances, even when they literally don't have a tank player. Like, they would be playing man. 4v5, and they're missing their tank, essentially. And they would still have moments where it looked like, okay, there's something potentially happening here. I think I think the Dragons could have a resurgence All in right. the second Avast, half. Avast is with the Moon Shrooms. Yeah, I'm on the, the moon. The moon I'm on the moon rooms right now. I'm not saying shrooms. they're going to be an automatic like they're going to be really good. I just think they're going to like potentially make their way up to the upper echelon again with this with this. So as long as fate performs up to snuff, that's Dude, like four, the big qualifier. Four out of seven is not the upper echelon. Yeah, that is that's like that's definition mid. of mid. No, yeah. but I'm saying like they can make <laughs> they can punch into third. They can punch into third. You know. I think I a lot being, of things are going to I don't see them being that. better than no. Infernal. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. they got to at least be better than Infernal to punch third, right? And I think that's... Yeah, I don't think I'm, that's... I can see it. I can I, see the it. only way I see it is if Charge shits the bed. Mm. All the meta sh- moves away from Spark, and they have to play Brawl. Or something like that. Like, I... I, I yeah, I don't know. I think I think you're, 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 uh, you're cooking here. I, hey, people have doubted me many times, but many times they've been wrong. I've also been wrong many yeah. times. But, you know, <laughs> a just, couple of times. So it just, it just works out. We'll just see. We're going to have to see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I All like right. it. I like that take. That's a good one. I mean, I didn't think of that. Well, look, we're getting a big patch season six. Anything's possible. We'll hover through the year. You know, if we add uh, additional tournaments, we might be able to find out sooner, which would be crazy. Uh, but unfortunately, when you have two, sad, sad game. Actually, sad game. Um, let's stick with the East. Pineapple to Spark. Um, new pickup. Just yeah. a pineapple. So, <laughs> I feel like... As pineapple, Yeah. This <laughs> pineapple and the rest of the Eastern players, are they ever just permanently worried that they're going to be randomly thrown on support or a different role that's not their main role. I, if I was an APAC player, I just would live in fear. Oh, they're going to put me on DPS. Oh, they're going to put me on tank. Oh, oh I'm going to get trade support. Like, it does not feel like any player right now is safe in APAC. Well, they, to were, they weren't playing to another in Overwatch League before that, right? They were on Roads. Yeah. So... yeah. Wait, what are like, you playing on Roads? What was his ass playing they on They were Rhodes? DPS. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this like, is... You, you telling me there's not a better flex support out there? Like, there, there's no one else other than pineapple roll That's swapping. That's what I'm fucking saying. It just doesn't make any sense, man. Well, it depends. I don't know what the current... I, I guess it's understand. Chinese market, right? Because, like, like, it's the Chinese market, right? So the only other main support I can think of off the top of my head is, like, coldest. Coldest? Hey, coldest? Yeah. That guy... That boy, kind that of guy was good. Like He's I would good, rather call this like, pineapple. I don't, I don't. I haven't. Like I said, I'm. I'm just maybe they see something there. Like because I feel like the pipeline from DPS to support is a more proven pipeline than like anyone else to like tank per se. You know? Yeah, that's very. Fair. I'm just like, what is he doing that Lancer Monk couldn't do? I don't just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see because yeah, Monk is really Lynxa good. Monk flexible. is a very solid backline. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see it. Well, I, maybe I, they just want. Maybe they just want the option. They don't feel like if they're playing like double flex support or something. Maybe they don't feel like Lynxa can cover it. But like Hongjo Spark, right? Like they're trying to compete with the top dogs, right? Like that that Monk Lynxa were an issue in like the in the mid season matters, like in that playoffs because they just couldn't hang with you know all the world class teams. Pineapple isn't going to be that pinch hitter that's going to like get you over the line. Like let's yeah, be honest, like Pineapple, the world class. Flex support that just came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. just come out yeah. of nowhere. Maybe I'd be wrong. I would love like pineapple was good when he played Tracer for them last year. Like he's a good player. I just I don't believe in these kind of role swaps, especially when 
it's worked for teams where they're like bottom tier and then they fill in somebody, right? Yeah. But at the top end, you can't just like come in and be like, well, now you need a match shoe. Now you need a match yeah. violet. Like it doesn't work. I don't believe it unless you're the goon. That's yeah. That's my take. Unless you're the goon. They don't have the goon on this team anymore. So it is yeah. true. They're missing yeah. that aspect. I mean, I think China just be doing silly shit with Overwatch always. So like true. this is pretty powerful the course. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to write it off because at this point, I can't really write off DPS to support swaps that much. Like, if they're just going to play, like, a flex support necessarily. I mean, but this is strange because he literally only played, like, if he had played flex support for Rhodes and won content or whatever, like, fine. You know, yeah. like, give him a shot. But, like, he literally just played DPS for them and then now he's like, okay, well, now you're he's joining us as a support. Like, what is, like, I don't understand. What, he just had a, yeah. he had a trial. He better he have a rank it. one like, account. If he doesn't have a rank <laughs> one support account, I'm fucking yelling. I just want to know who else, like, what other Chinese fuck support? Because it's like, we're obviously looking for yeah. Chinese players. Yeah. Other than coldest, what other options were there? But I'm really like, wanted to. Why not coldest? If they, I, I don't know. Why need? Why do you need a flex? Like, why do they need a support? Right? Like, it, maybe, maybe there's something going on like internally with the team that we just aren't aware of. Right? But like, there's it, from what we saw so far, Links a Monk is going to be the best of them so far. It might Listen, not be maybe, perfect, but it'll be fine. Maybe Pineapple is like a, a Life Weaver specialist, you know, and they're just oh. ready. <laughs> He's ready for when when they finally unnerf or they finally uh, buff Life Weaver to the point where she's where they're playable, and then that's Pineapple. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. We'll have to see on that Living one. an internal fear, man. If I was any player in APAC right now, just getting shoved on a different role. I'd be surprised. Honestly, at this point, I'd be surprised if they even play. Like, I if they, they didn't play for the rest of the season, I'd be like, okay, that's fair enough. Like, I mean, if you told me they signed him as his actual role DPS, I would still say he doesn't break into that rotation. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh. it, it's just a, a very questionable pickup. But then we don't, especially with, like, uh, the Chinese teams, like, it's very hard to know what's kind of going on behind the scenes. Like, every now and then we get a brief look in with the North American teams, it feels like, but they're, like, the furthest reach possible, I feel, with uh, teams like Charge and yeah. Spark and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's tough to tell. Okay, I think the biggest news of this week needs to be touched on ASAP. Um so, Eternal retrialed their whole fucking roster. Um, <laughs> so, who's really surprised? Once again, in the middle of the fucking year, uh, Vegas Eternal retrialed the entire roster, and they picked up three players. To You, Irony, and Knife. Big pickup. So, Lucamino, Vulcan, Malthal, Knife, To You, and Irony. So, this team. Is it going to pop off? Is it? Is it not? I just cannot believe it's happened again. Um, uh, well, at least they didn't drop their whole roster this time. It's only half, but goddamn. Mouthful's off. Yeah, Mouthful. Yeah. Mouthful's okay. Off the, okay. These are oh, these are the dropped. Sorry, yeah. These are the dropped yeah. and then the yeah. They dropped. Yeah. Oh, they dropped the Vulcan. Sorry, dropped at the top and then picked up on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So to you, irony. So um, Yisker actually did a pretty interesting interview with these players and sort of gave some added context of like, you know, why did they join this team and stuff like that. For for a lot of these guys, it was like they wanted the opportunity to play in the West, um, which I don't know if I 100% agree. Like with. It's going to be hard. It's the exact same issue that the Vegas Eternal ran into last year, right? When they uh, decided, hey, we're going to like pick up a complete new roster. They don't have enough time to scrim. They weren't in person and they just like never caught up. And I'm worried that this roster is going to have those issues. They don't have an active translator as far as I'm aware. So I don't know how they're effectively going to communicate with Dove and Rack Attack. Well, yeah, like, a, like is Avala just going to be the translator now for like everything? I guess. Like, like that, that doesn't feel great um so well, it's like anything about the eternal really feel great <laughs> yeah but that, that, that's sort of what i feel like this 
I actually think Knife to you and Irony are great players, and I think they could yeah. be on teams. I For me, I'm just like, this feels like a dangerous thing for them because I don't know if they're going to find the success on this team with such a short turnaround that I, I think they're really hoping for. Well, I also, think... how are they getting their... Have they been working on their visas as well? Because they have to get three no, players. No, I think they're going to oh. play... I don't think they're bothering their visas. I assume they're just going to play remote. They're just playing yeah. full remote? And they said they're playing on 180 ping. And they said... So they're playing the at 3am full remote on 180 ping. Like, it's like... There's so many things working against this team. I mean, this is that, actually turbo fucked. I yeah. mean, this is over. This yeah. is so Jover. This is actually... This I mean, is, okay. We're not I'll, so back. We're Jover. I'll, we're Jover I'll tell you why. Hell. I think it makes sense for the players, though. Because I, they're def, they're still making more than they would in contenders. Yeah, they're making a lot more. Because you don't... Yes. you don't, Three contenders players are not making... Uh, outside of prize pool, they're like... Like, maybe if they have an org, they have, like, a team house. And they get provided food and, like, lodging. But they're not actually making that much money. So I think to them, it's like they're taking the money and they get to prove or potentially prove themselves against the top talent. Um, but don't you think you would have a better there? shot playing in the Eastern region, playing in those contenders teams rather than playing on the Vegas Eternal in the West? Like if you wanted to compete, I actually think playing in the East is more competitive than playing in the West on the Vegas Eternal with the ping, with those issues. I agree with the money. Like it's probably yeah. not a ton of money because it's minimum. It's a short term contract. But yeah. like I, it's probably like what, like? 10 grand, 15 grand, which is no like joke of money. 15, yeah. Like, it's no yeah. joke of money, so maybe yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, I mean, and they're playing remote, so it's like they're, you know, they're doing the same thing they would do normally just on uh, for the Owl stage, and they get more exposure in the Western region. Like, I, I think there's a chance. I think there's nothing they, even if they, like, because like, you don't expect them to win that much anyways, but it's like yeah. if they have good individual performances, they can that could translate into trials in the offseason they otherwise wouldn't get into, you know, potential contracts. So I think the upside makes sense for them. To play, you know, because like end of the day, like you're always gonna take the, you should, if you have no other options, you take the chance, to, you take the shot to play an owl, right? Over, over just I, staying. I think that's where we disagree. I actually think you're better off uh, holding off and joining a better team when you have a good uh, career in contenders and there's like that expectation around you rather than going and like there's a maybe for these guys it's different but like you know i think the vegas eternal team that was last year is a prime example of that like maybe luke mino and rack attack would be on a more successful team if they hadn't decided to join vegas eternal and that team just be like an absolute dumpster fire and like a lot of players careers have really started and ended at this vegas eternal team right like wub mouthful those kind of guys it was not beneficial a, for them to join those teams i think it's like a western i will say i used to I we've had this discussion before and I feel like I've come to the conclusion now that I think it's a it's a region difference. So like mm. I think in the west if you get on a really bad team and it kills your and you essentially do terribly, there's way less opportunities to go back into Overwatch than there are for Korean players. Additionally, currently without teams are structured. Yeah. Additionally, the west there's way less active competition and like a, you know that belief in like this is a really good like great recruitment ground for a tier 2 talent per se comparatively to korean contenders right because like because there are korean players that leave the Overwatch League that like just randomly show the fuck up back up in contenders all the time like look at the most recent like rosters for like o2 blast yeah and Sinprisa yeah. and like all the teams over there yeah. they're constantly cycling players that we have seen in overwatch league that are that, that go up to overwatch league that have been contenders for a while like i think that there's i think realistically for a korean player there's less risk to playing remotely for a team like this for half a year than there is, especially when you were just playing and performing well in contenders before this, versus like a Western player where the, the opportunities are currently less because there's just less Western roster being built and there's also way less support 
And also for the West too, there's just more incentive for Western players that like once they, if they have a bad year or whatever, there's a lot more incentive to just go do like collegiate or retire than there is for Korean players that can just go back into the system and contenders typically. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, like worst case scenario, they do badly and then they just go back to contenders and they trial again, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. I think you're I mean, right. Honestly, for these guys, I think it makes oh, more sense. Also, if they season, get a map, yeah. they double the uh, turn <laughs> score of the season. Like, they literally double the map score. So, like, uh, hey, a 100% improvement uh, from 2U, Irony, and Knife. Good fucking job, lads. Yeah. I mean, Keep also, it the fuck up. Also, there's you think about the exposure. They're skirming. They're going to be, I mean, when they can yeah, get Al skirts, they'll be yeah. skirming against Al teams um, that they otherwise wouldn't. Like, I would never, like, you know, we might see, I might see 2U. I might, like, he popped off on a skirm, like... You know who knows like from there like or knife or attack or any of them um so i think it's uh or did i say i said two different names but irony knife is, is knife, you said knife yeah, attack not, to, yeah. not on attack yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Knife. but yeah no knife attack is that that's something that happens in london that's <laughs> in that, london that yeah happen. in london no, 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 listen knife there. is also a player in korean yeah Canadian. knife is yeah. also knife is also a player to be fair yeah yeah this i think this team though i'm i'm I, I don't think it can be worse than what they had. Yeah. Probably. I'm excited to watch no. this team, which is a, which is a step up from uh, the hey, thing because I'm pretty sure we're casting the first one, buddy. Yeah, so, I, well, I'm uh, looking forward to it. That's it. I'm looking forward to split the thing. I, I think it's a step. Up. I'm shocked that Vegas honestly wanted to make changes uh, in this season. Like I thought they were just going to ride it out. Um, so you know, I'm I'm glad they're making moves. Yeah, because why would you even bother? Also, you know, there oh, was yeah. this drama. Oh yeah, murdered Avala. Yeah, Martha went a little crazy on the timeline on Avala. I do, I'm interested to, like, because obviously this is one of those things where people talk about it, but then it's like, what, what does that mean by that point by boost her PR? Because I can't think of a single thing of all of them recently that has boosted her PR that has somehow benefited, like, so I'm always interested to see what the, what the specifics of that is, but it's very clear that, like, for some players at least, they felt like this was not a very safe environment, like a non-toxic environment to work in. I also take it with a grain of salt in some ways because i'm like players aren't always the most reliable source of information with like how their emotions filter through to text but also it's like it's very clear this is a bottom performing team there's been multiple players that have left very disgruntled this isn't like a one and done or like every once in a while thing to where like this like something must something is going on there and, and also i i just think because as someone that's seen how organizations work now from multiple different ones i'm interested to see like how much of this is also the organization as like an overarching thing not giving support to the team that's essentially making that's a cause even more problems right than just like a pure direct management issue to these players because it's very clear that the environment for eternal is bad the environment of eternal is like is clearly there's something fucked up in the environment there if yeah. a player is going to come out and make a post like this and it's echoed by like other former players i think that's the thing it's being echoed like it, this isn't the first story like i agree like when like, i think when like ben best came out i was like oh that's kind of fucked up but like as you said it's like through this the the lens of like players who aren't always like unbiased themselves but like it's enough stories and enough cases that i think that there has to be something there consistency yeah. is too high it feels like something so, is fucked yeah. up there but i also i don't know like i mean that's just like a situation where i'm like is this like i also don't know because clear, eternal yeah. clearly has no resources they clearly yeah. have no resources they don't even have like a socials person currently at the time because the people are under contract with them like t they left um so like i don't even know like what the org has in terms of like to cover their own team even anymore like i guess they, they must have someone because they make goodbye posts for players so it's and they're clearly all minimum. Someone's they don't it. have a team house. They they're playing full remote. They're not getting their new players visas. It sounds like. So like also, is there really ever going to be a true 
like even if you had the best gm on earth theoretically was there ever going to be like players leaving the situation happy um with like what's going on in eternal like i don't know and that's like one of these things where i feel like it's what we talked about like where we would love to potentially see the ecosystem open up because it's clear that this team is not invested this team isn't caring about like it's not even about like putting forward money it's more so just being having the modicum of like we want to support them in some way it's like essentially outside the salary there is nothing really being done for yeah the team right. you know it's just like a valiant situation so that's like one of those things where i think that this is like it's never going to produce a good system and with players that are happy or produce consistently good results or even good results at all it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see how this team uh ends up playing of course we're gonna not gonna have to wait long so it's gonna be good so me and scott i think we're recovering the first game so <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting time are you guys are casting um, the first one yeah i think we're casting the first sure, vegas game yeah. yes yeah i know it wouldn't surprise you for casting every vegas game but we'll have to wait and see um one bit of uh news i did want to touch on before we kind of round things out was the shock rumors that have come out that arms is coming back and then i saw one actually this morning that striker is actually not coming back because striker left boston guys and then arms <laughs> apparently is going back to shock and then I Cal was like, Bro. is like dude, who are these going like, to I shock like dude it's i this why i don't want to touch on it for very long because these sources are just they're on crack we've decentralized anything sources do not mean anything back like, in the day exactly. we had two people we got like we had like fucking michael and we had uh halo you know halo, yeah. back in the day now there's like 50 different accounts that we've, all I randomly mean, are leaking we've this entered into like under underage like pseudo journal pseudo like <laughs> like journalism i mean they don't even call themselves journalists like i can't yeah. even be mad at them because like i i had my issues with halo because he called himself a journalist and he definitely didn't always uphold like the journalistic standards like when he was reporting yeah. stuff but these are just straight up like you got a bunch of you, let a bunch of kids like run wild on the playground is what's happening right now and they're all they all got their their sources i don't know what what sources those are i think they I just know that, yeah. people in tier two and tier three because that yeah. seems like it just seems like things that have been like passed around this and is grapevine stuff with. yeah, yeah this it, is, but it's like bottom yeah. of the grapevine stuff like they're like the last <laughs> to know and they're the like whole, oh oh like striker oh yeah. like oh the maybe. worst thing is they just get it wrong and then they're just like lol get owned and then they move yeah. on but then we yeah, take what they crazy. say as like you know as law well, in a lot of ways theoretically I mean, <laughs> reported on stuff now they've like, got it I, like, right I, they have got, they've it, got right. it right like a yeah. lot they've also right? done stuff like shock announcement in 30 minutes and then yeah. no, like like what like <laughs> i was like oh how would they even know like who do they have in bed on the inside that's like <laughs> yeah we're gonna announce in 30 minutes it's like what, like how do they know that Let's just hypothetically and they say didn't, Striker yeah. were come back to shock. That would Legendary. be very funny. Legendary. Legendary. Funniest thing ever. Ever. Yeah. Funny. Just That's literally the funniest thing yeah. ever. I mean, like, I think imagine, like, we made jokes about it, like, three years ago, and it keeps happening. <laughs> it keeps happening over and over and over again. At this point, we have to admit that Krusty yeah. cannot give up. If it happens, Krusty can't give up Striker. He can't give up Striker. Striker and Krusty are linked like Moon and there is Fleta and Moon and, and blackmail material. Like, you like know he say, must have documents you, on Krusty or something because you know that is say, crazy. If you love someone, you gotta let them go. That's what Krusty's yeah. done but like three <laughs> times. Like, like it just doesn't stop. Like they're coming it's back. Insane. Like they just it love like each a, other. It's almost yeah. like a rom com, you could say. They, yeah. just, hey, they just keep coming I, back. I don't know. I mean, I think the boss, the way he got released from Boston left it like super, like what's next? You Very know, like, open. Yeah. Like yeah. what, like what do you mean? What's next? Like he didn't announce retirement. He didn't announce anything. So it's like, maybe like, I have no idea. I honestly have no idea if he's on the shock. I mean, who knows? 
Who knows? What if he just goes? Nobody knows. Not even I'm the leakers know. Yeah. I'm doing military service. Actually, I'm just like I'm just bouncing, doing military service. And then he'll come back for the playoffs. He'll get an exemption for the playoffs, play some Reaper, win a championship, and move on with his life again. Hey, back to military service. But, like, here's the thing. Like, so, it'll be interesting to see what the Shock do because we've heard so many rumors just in this, like, short midseason break of, like, what is this roster going to look like? Because the rumors are they're going for Western players so they can get like visas really quickly. Um, they, you know, their backline is, hasn't been performing well. They want to uproot that. We haven't really gotten any indication from the actual team that that is happening. So we'll fucking see. I, I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys like the idea that you think that they, would you like it if they replaced their backline with a Western backline, like contenders backline? I don't think Finn needs to go yet. I haven't been impressed with Finn, but I think it's really tough when the team has clearly been struggling and he hasn't had the strongest support partner. You yeah. know? Like, because Vindime, like, so I. What happened to Vindime? Like, how did this happen? He was so good. Well, last year. I mean, I, I feel like also maybe so, it's people extrapolating from them being on a, on a team in a weaker region, potentially. It's, yeah. it's a sophomore slump thing, for sure. Yeah, like it could just be a slump. Um, people were being like, well, maybe he doesn't have like as, as dedicated a coach with like Toby, who was a main support specific player. So like, you know, maybe they had someone that could more directly coach I mean, him. Like, you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of like different potentials. Not, be not good at playing against Sombras. Yeah. yeah. Like like that literally just been Sombra Central and like some, you know, Lucio's can adapt and some Briggs can adapt and some others. It's it's harder for them to like because to be to be good to live in main support against Sombra, you have to literally like be able to visualize the game in a way like. You don't know where the Sombra is. You just have to anticipate, like, oh, he might be here, so I need to, like, make sure my angling, like, I don't take too much damage, or, like, make sure I spy check this, or make sure I'm, you know, not in a position to get hacked as Lucio. Like, it's really, really hard and stressful to play main support against, you know, these these good Sombra teams. And I think, you know, maybe maybe he just doesn't... He's not cut out for... He might be good in, like, you know, when there's no Sombra, when it's just, like, a rush meta, or, like, like last year when there wasn't too much Sombra, right? It's kind of like FD, like FD God is a player who's had that throughout his career. Like he's a great Lucio player, right? And a great main support player. But like in certain metas, like he really struggles to like get anything done. Like a Sombra meta where it's like, as you know, I said, the game just changes. So I don't know. Like, I think this would be really drastic changes by Krusty if this is the direction that he went, where he had decided to cut a lot of these players that have a lot of potential to be great players. And they have been great players in the past to just sort of throw that away in a little, in a sense and just sort of try and grab some band-aid solutions in some North American contenders players. It could work, you know, the crusty crack pipe has worked many times in the past. Um, but I, I just, I just don't see that this is a, a successful path forward for them to turn things around. Yeah. I think just sticking with the backline that they have right now, just kind of maybe hoping for, for a meta swap, maybe I, getting striker back would be comical. I'd be happy if Arns came back for real, but I just like. I think would be more. I, I don't know. Understand why theoretically they're trying to they're trying to swap out Heesing when I don't think Heesing has been a problem. For this I team think at the all. hero pools of those two players is causing a, a pro, like a lot of issues within that team. That's just that's like true. my outside maybe perspective. Maybe a hero I, pool. It could be. I think proper thing. is the best tracer, and then but yeah. Heesing's best hero is also tracer. He's just not as good as proper, which is like not you know it's not yeah. the end of the world, but it's like when you have both of them there, and then it's like you're having proper play other heroes that which know, is also yeah. why striker doesn't make sense at all yeah because striker's, I mean, striker's, got well, a stronger striker's like a reaper do you guys think striker can hang at the top end of hit scan these days like when was the last time he actually played, played hit scan in the league like 2019 yeah. cool. i mean no, he, he also has hasn't played it since arms joined the shock I, I mean he also has two very good hit scans in front of him 
on yeah. I mean, Boston does have three hit scan players, so yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe he I is great. I, and I, we I don't think Striker. I don't think Striker is like out of the question. It's more so just weird because like why? Because like let me also think about what the rest of He Sing's hero pool. So his best hero is Tracer, but didn't He Sing also? Did he play? Was he mostly of like afterwards? He was a flex. Like a, he was a he flex. Was a flex right? Yeah, he was just kind of a hyper flex. He, he, he plays like the same thing as proper, but doesn't play hit scan. Right. And I think that's so, the thing. They need so a hit scan player. That's the problem. Yeah, Ons so I mean, makes like, sense. Ons, Ons, Ons kind of makes no, sense. Ons does not make sense. Yeah, okay, no, okay. Ons makes sense. I will take Striker a million years over No, Ons. that okay. I would take no, I disagree years. with wow. that. No, I, I, I disagree with that. There because, was mo okay. Ons had one good season. Then he played and he fell off. And a he cliff. was the best at it. He had one good season and he was the best at it. And it was more recent than when Striker played hit scan. Like Striker was but a good hit scan during his, his most time. Recent playing, he played. He he when, fell off a cliff. Wait, when, when, when was this? When, when, did he, when did he fall off a cliff? The Sombra metas. The Sombra yeah. metas. And that's the thing. You can sign Arndt, but he, you need to sign another player with him. He cannot, He needs to come in as like, if we're playing Sojourn, we're playing Widowmaker, fuck hey, it. Hey, I mean, Strike is, is available. And, hey, there's yeah. another player. That's <laughs> and then Strike plays Sombra. Yeah, like honestly, no, if they do no. proper Striker Sombra and then Arndt just comes in to play Hitscan, I'm okay with that. The player. other problem, I don't like, I don't want Arndt and this is just like, just, it's the same reason that, like, it's because if players have shown in the past, and this is not a slight against Ons, this doesn't mean that Ons is like there's anything wrong. It's just more so team. If it's if players had issues committing in the past multiple times, like because Ons and got signed to Glads, retired, right? You know, like yeah. it was like Ons has talked a lot about his struggle with his own mental health, and like yeah, I don't know what Ons' yeah. current level of comfort and like where he feels like it's not my responsibility to speak for him, right? But. I just don't. I also don't like when teams go to players that they feel comfortable because because they know them. But when the player themselves has shown that they're not like typically they're they're ready to essentially leave whenever. Right? Like anything could happen, and they're like, ah, I don't know if I can do it anymore. Like it's just not a good foundation to build a team on. You don't want to be. It's and this is and this is. Remain, They've literally also built remain, their foundation off of striker. Where that's like his mo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but striker. But the thing is, striker, striker stays until they don't need him anymore. Oh, <laughs> that's like, what I, oh I guess Ons leaves, but no, while they still need him. No, no. <laughs> like the thing is, Ons, Ons just is like, okay, I'm not like I'm. Oh, I so don't you're fine because striker doesn't play. leave. Striker leaves when they're ready for him to leave. You're saying you don't yes. like Ons because Ons <laughs> leaves when he leaves. Yeah, he'll just <laughs> leave. Like you know, you don't like that, I. Bro. You don't I know don't that. know that, but I do know that Striker stays until the time is ready. You know, like uh, essentially, he, Striker, Striker. He's there leave, when they need him once, most. But once You're saying Striker and Krusty have an understanding, you know, like I when think Krusty's they do. Ready, I think they have an understanding. When Krusty's ready yeah. to throw him back in the ocean, he's like, okay, essentially, that's fine. Striker, no, Striker's like a he's like a stray cat. You know, like he shows up and he's gonna like stay there for like a week, eat your food, and then he's gonna wander away, and then he's gonna leave after that. But you know, he's there for a week. He'll be there for at least one week, oh no matter God. what, and then he'll leave right after that. I'm just saying that, like, for me, from like a, I, I, I don't want to like, but if Ons is, is Ons playing like, contenders right now, Ons or is, is coaching. he streaming? He was coaching. No, he's he's a content. His most he's recent a, yeah. competitive, his coaching most recent competitive yeah. experience was coaching. Like, well, he's not coaching currently. Options. His team disbanded, right? Like that's how long, his most recent how long was he experience. coaching? He was coaching for like two weeks, and his a team couple, disbanded. I, like maybe like a month like, or something. Uh, Wait, like, was it that quick? Holy shit! It was I feel like long. he got. I feel like he got announced, and all of a sudden his team disbanded after they oh, like. SLT. It, yeah, it was about. It was. It was actually yeah, literally weeks. It was actually eleven days. Eleven days. He coached for like weeks. So I, I don't know. I just think that like to me. Ons hasn't shown since that one season where he was amazing. And also we had one of the best teams. Also, would you argue that the current Shock team is the same level of strength as the team that was built around that particular season? Oh, yeah. I would say no. 
No. I, he, okay, here's where I'm going to counterpoint. It's like, I agree with you that I think Arns is a wild card. We know how mechanically talented he is, but he's everything else is just a massive question mark, especially his hero pool. Um, but, but he's also only really mechanically can you talented agree on like pure hit scan. They need to find a hit scan player and a somber player. It can be someone who has that hero pool, but they need to just let proper play his own heroes without cannibalizing That's someone why else's I would hero take, pool. I would, take, I would take Striker because also I think Striker Somber is better. Yeah, Striker. I think Striker actually makes the most sense. Actually, yeah, but I think gambling on his hit scan, I think, is 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 hard. Like, I, I maybe he still has okay. it. I don't know. So, in my, I don't know. This is just like the GM and me think. It's like okay. So if you're striking, if allegedly you're shining both, you can get Striker and he can do the hit scan stuff while you wait for Anz's visa to process, and then once Anz gets here, then he becomes the hit scan specialist, and then Striker can be the somber or whatever you know, the hit scan flex. Um, where Anz is like the sniper, the hard hit scan specialist. Yeah, that's just yeah. in my head. If that were to happen, I, you know, that's how I would rationalize it. I don't actually know. I, are there better? Are there better like options out there besides that? Like ch ch chat's spamming probe, right? And like that is a that is someone that I sure. obviously makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But Crossy has done this in the past, where he would much prefer to pro, uh, much prefer quantity. having people who are in in person, yes. not dealing with visas, because the chances that fucking shock spent like five months getting their own players for this season into the country. There's no chance Probe ever makes it into the country. Like, yeah, I mean, also I think there's another player that I think I remember watching the bits like for Pantera, like Alien, I believe is their name. Alien, yeah, yeah. Like, there's other great options that aren't like that's the other thing. Besides all this, we just don't. They don't have to have either of them. Literally don't pick okay. either of these I'll, players up because I think there's other options. But also, like what you also have to think like why aren't they in the league? Because I know Alien got tryouts. I know I would highly yeah. uh, I so highly think they maybe shit the bed in tryouts or something. Right. Like I think there's a reason why they're not in the league right now. Yeah. When other because I think going in, people are like, oh, like Alien's like for sure he's a pickup. Like he's gonna be a pickup. Someone's gonna pick him up. Like, well, Infernal, he was on T1, right? Like Infernal didn't pick him up. I mean, yeah, but they have them in three, three, right? Well, right. they three and Zest, yeah, yeah. though, so I mean, like... Sure. But I'm saying nobody else, in, nobody else in the Eastern region picked them up either. So I think, you know, you got to think about that, Um, and if they have experience, like, maybe they did trial them, and they're, like, not impressed. Like, I yeah. would be shocked if Probe didn't get shock trials in the offseason, right? Exactly, right? Like, it, it, it's not like the GMs just have a blindfold on, or Krusty has a blindfold on, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't see these players who are popping off in contenders. Like, there's usually a reason why these people aren't being chosen. So... I don't yeah. know. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, the rumors are fucking crazy right now for Shock, and it's well, uh, we're approaching the next half of the season, so we'll see. Um, right, last segment of the day of the week, friends player of the week. Uh, has anybody got any suggestions, Albert? Maybe we start with you if you have a suggestion for friends player of the week. Yeah, for, for Fernando on Blizzard for bringing back. He's the one bringing back World Cup, and yeah, I think okay. that's uh. Pretty pretty easy one for me. If I had to, I had to I pick like one. If it was up to me, I'd I'd, I'd shout out Fernando on uh, from Blizzard. I I think well, I agree with that. I think giving and propping up these type of people, like I think we all agree, World Cup needs to be like an important staple of like Overwatch as a whole. Like now that they're they have a live service model, it makes sense they're putting money into it. It brings in so much generation. You can make so much money off of it. They have the the prize pool stuff. Like it just makes sense like please keep it and, and never go back uh please just please like i i it just seems like begging at this point but i am i'm on my hands and knees pregging uh begging for more world Cup. Breggy! No, Breggy! 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 <laughs> <laughs> moment actually 
Yeah, I mean, Connor, I... unless you've got some sort of like comedy bits that you want to do right now. Um, oh, this one, very, <laughs> okay, very. Listen, this is, not, this is fucked up. This okay, is fucked not, up. It's not fucked up. Okay, we it's don't have time to talk up. about this. I gotta go. I don't have we time don't, to talk about this. Fucked think, up dream. I think I could fix her. It would cost me an arm and a leg, but I think. <laughs> no, it's not about fixing. It's not about fixing anyone. It's about it's about eating the person. It's not about the person in this tweet. It's simply saying, would you eat a person if it was ethically sourced? And I would say yes. It's yes. really that simple. I would too. Like, what's there's, crazy? There's no, a question for the chat right now and for the rest of the week. Why would you would eat I cannibalize? a human if it was sustainably sourced um, in a high-end restaurant that, with a nice sauce? On the no. Side? If they served a human shop with a nice demiglaze. Watch the menu. Watch that the was, menu. That was ethically yeah. sourced. Like, ethically sourced. It doesn't sourced. matter that it's ethically sourced. Why do you need to eat human? There's so much meat in the world that you can eat. Why but do you want to- why do you not want to eat human? Because it's fucking weird, bro. What's weird about it? It's human meat. It's- I don't find anything okay. that, I don't find it <laughs> nah. strange. Well, that, like I said, the week chat, you have a whole week to decide if you would rather do that. And uh, you can let us know next week in the I in also the laid out all the but, scenarios. Go to my Twitter if you want yeah, to see the scenario. Wow, plugging his Twitter. Ethically sourced. Ethically sourced. How it's got a big tweet sourced, I put the explanation in the comments about okay. how you would ethically source the human being. Get that poll off my screen. Determine. Get that poll off my screen. These are fake answers. These are fake answers. They're all Scott oh, fans. Fucking elbows fans. ratio, idiots. <laughs> Bro, people uh, are Brent's saying yes just to fuck with us now. Like, no, if this poll goes the other way, I'm, I'm calling I bias in the chat. I think you're just not in touch with the human psyche, man. Most human beings, if you gave them the option of an ethically sourced human meat, they probably would try it. <laughs> no, they would not. They just one time. You're just just one time. Up. You don't have to keep going I don't going see back. why they wouldn't. I don't see why they wouldn't try it, man. Just curiosity gets the best of most human beings. That's how we ended up where we are right now. Nice juicy thigh, and it was well. It was ethically sourced, yeah. and you were just I'm like, "I'm you, like, please stop." Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Albert, you get your player of the week. Um, Fernando on uh, Team Blizzard for starting the World Cup again. Team Blizzard. Team Blizzard. Team Blizzard. Team Blizzard. I, Team Blizzard. I linked. Team I linked. Sol I linked Solomon his Twitter in, in case. Uh, he wants to pull it up, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah. he also does Overwatch League stuff as well, so he, he does, yeah, for bringing back World Cup, massive W for the Overwatch ecosystem. Also, we definitely, wow, they're sign in, in the Twitter. Sign in. Wow. Wow. Sign in. <laughs> also, we have we there was some other stuff that we didn't cover, but Custa has okay. to go. We have to, he cut has the, to we go. Have to, Wait, we is there to... anything super important that needs to be hit? I mean, I would say there was a couple of things, but like, for example, on the event stuff, we kind of skipped past the past that like they're not going to add any more stuff until like 2024, supposedly. Oh right. Um, yeah. Well, bit, we we, we have next things. week where nothing's happening between now and next week. We'll talk about it next week. That's yeah. True. So like maybe we we fold that into next week. You know, there's also like supposedly the lethal we'll to like the lethal to Titan yeah, stuff yeah, and things yeah. like that. So like oh, so yeah, yeah. There's there's uh things that we missed that we can cross over into next week, which is why part of this show is we're any little earlier because even though there's more stuff because Cus has got to go. He's so he's so yeah, important. Cus has got to go. Oh, yeah, I'm Custer, so busy. You guys don't leave. even know. We have to leave. Anyway, thank you so much for watching, everybody. Uh, use code PLATCHAT for 20% off Manscaped. And Albert, I appreciate you uh, joining today. Yeah, that was fun. It's been yeah, appreciate having a good time. Appreciate you guys yeah. for inviting me, always. There you go. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Peace.